it's me, it's me, it's the D-O-double-G, the road dog, Jesse James, and by my side, as always, is that B-A-double-D-A-double crooked letter, badass, Billy Gunn, together we are the New Age Outlaws, and you're listening to the VOC Nation, and if you ain't down with that, he's got two words for you, suck it. VOC Nation provides live daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with the hosts and guests by phone call, email, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include the legendary Ken Resnick, you probably remember from the AWA and WWE, former WCW performer, the Maestro, Wes Briscoe, who you probably remember from Impact, Brady Hicks, who you remember from Pro Wrestling Illustrated, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, and former Philly radio personality Bruce Wirt. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling with History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirt, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern, and of course, In the Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. And by the way, both of these shows take callers live during the show. What are you waiting for? Go listen live right now at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all of our podcasts by searching for VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Oh, and follow them on Twitter too, at VOC Nation. Sorry. <laughs> you tell him that I'll have his money when I'm damn well ready. What the fuck is going on over there? Get in there. You will deal with that Atlas harshly. I think he broke it. Look what you made me do! And you're listening to Hell in a Cell Radio. The Hell in a Cell Talk Radio. Hell in a Cell Radio. Hell in a Cell Talk Radio. Hell in a Cell Talk Radio. Now the time has come for all the to in overthrow the took a long time, but we're all, kinda, all here. Now, before we say anything, episode 500, tonight, right now, you're watching, it's the 500th episode. Thank you all for being here, the ones who stuck around, the ones who left, fuck you. Uh, uh, but thanks everybody for coming in. And uh, Chris laughing at my joke has revealed that Chris is here. Hello Chris, Omega Squad. Hello. Greetings. That's my guy. Now, there is the other fish. The other cat is out of the bag. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> when I tell you this man is elusive and mysterious, it doesn't do it justice. But it's a man that Dean and I talk about fondly all the time. And ironically, Dean not being here is funny because you were the deal breaker for him coming on the show. And he still didn't show up. Now, I, I, well, I assumed he wasn't counting on me showing up. I mean, honestly. I, I I almost I almost didn't count on me showing up. Uh, well, I mean, to be fair, I don't blame him, but we figured it out, ladies and gentlemen. Go Thompson this year, Mark Thompson. Hey, it's it's been like what, um, four hundred and ninety-four episodes since I've been on. It's been seven years, but four hundred and some episodes since you've been on. Sure, <laughs> I don't know. I lost count around the way. I don't even know how we got to five hundred. I mean, five hundred so much. Do you understand how five? How much five? Like you're like like borderline The Simpsons. There's 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 been a it, there's been a lot that's happened to get us to 
<laughs> Last but not least, before we lose, uh, because this is going to be a different episode this week. This is going to be about us. We are going to talk wrestling, but this is going to be about us right now. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, the guy that uh, I sleep with on here every week, uh, and he's not wearing any pants either, Craig Lagans. Craig, <laughs> Dan, happy 500th episode. <laughs> We did it. A little bit of the bubbly. That's the only wrestling we're going to talk this week. That's it. But, That's um, all I, got. I don't know That's what. Wrestling, wrestling I know anymore. <laughs> I don't know what uh, episode I I happily jumped on to this good chip lollipop. But thank you so much for letting me stay on board uh, to play the music as a Titanic sunk. I could like <laughs> not be more honored, just like the man said. Uh, <laughs> honestly, you know, to come out here every week, though, to to spend it with people that I genuinely like, tell, talking about the thing that we love. You know, back in the day, you know, we couldn't find. You found someone else that liked pro wrestling. You had to. It was kind of like, oh man, you like it too, like a secret society. But now we have this forum, <laughs> we have this format, and now we get together. So. Happy 500th episode uh, to you, Dan, for starting all this and to all the co-hosts that came before uh, that came before me. Uh, thank you. And I, I honestly, sincerely appreciate that. Well, thank you. Uh, what's fun? The reason why You're I'm going to chug that? What, what's happening? Wait. <laughs> here's here's it's, what it's, it's, it's called a symbolic. It's called a, it's called a symbolic gesture. I got yeah, it. Yeah, I was still wrapped up. And this has been in my refrigerator for about eight years. And for those of you who don't know, I don't drink, so it's going to remain symbolic for the rest of my days. On Bullshit, because now that I know you have it, when this pandemic's over, I come over to your house. The first thing I'm doing is open that goddamn bottle. Oh, you're a man <laughs> waiting right for you. Right Here's here the thing. Here was what was funny on the back if we end. Get, if we get to 1,000, he has to drink it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm OCD. We'll get to 1,000. Here's what's funny about that. He picks up that bottle for those who couldn't see, because what, what people see on Twitch is the camera cutting. Every time somebody else talks new, mm-hmm. the camera cuts to the person talking. Zoom is great that way. Um, I have three different levels of security. Good luck. But the point is, is at the exact moment, I threw it to Craig. Because when somebody else talks, I'll drink to keep these sweet ivories clear. <laughs> I bend down to pick up my fucking Ghostbusters mug at the same time that this guy is picking up a bottle of champagne, making me look three times worse with my button shirt. Oh, God. Why am I here? Fucking class all the way. It's, that was our you know what, Dan? Dan? You know what, Dan? Me and you will keep it low. They'll keep it high. <laughs> They'll keep it high. We'll meet somewhere in the middle. Every week. Because Chris will come back every now and then when there's a big event. So it will be the four of us in the future again. Um but yes, yeah, so the big so here's let's get this out of the way first before we just talk about bull, bullshit. I was going to cut the show down to one a month. Oh, okay. So let me explain, which is why I was initially playing it off as a joke, but actually upset when you couldn't get on because I was like, oh no, he's not coming now. Um, don't feel bad, shit happened. No, no, it fucking zoom the internet. I live in Pittsburgh, New Jersey. They. The internet here is like we're, have, we're, we're rubbing sticks together. Wait a minute, they have internet there? That, that's what I trust me. I'm as surprised as you are. So, so we started the show, and I'm like, well, I'm not, I'm not angry. I'm not, whatever. Uh, 
shit happens. We'll figure it out later. But anyway, when this came down, I told Craig, I don't like this anymore. I'm getting more attention and more, and I mean this in a good way. I'm getting more attention and followers and people watching the video games that I was going to ratchet back the podcast. Journey, uh, Stadium, not Journey. We don't do a Journey podcast. It's Genesis here. But Journey is awesome. And Steve Perry is. Yes, you've got it. But uh, so I was going to ratchet it back. See, here's the problem. Mark's going to laugh at me and I'm going to think I'm actually funny. And we're, we're going to be in trouble when that happens. So I was going to ratchet back. I was like, you know, we'll do it monthly. We'll do a super episode of what happened in wrestling that past week. We'll do a, uh, 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 an abridged but a longer version of wrestling history historian and we'll put it out. I don't remember who contacted who, Mark, uh, Go Thompson. Can you want me to call you Go? Is it the gimmick? We're keeping the gimmick or Mark okay for the show? Just for fun. It's my Twitter handle. I have so many, I have so many Twitter and Instagram handles at this point. I think, you know, I, 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 I've diluted my product. Mark Go Thompson. But he, uh, Go Thompson, he texted me. I believe that was the order. He was like, dude, do you, do you want me to come back? Uh, like, kind of like trepidatious a little bit. I was like, fuck yes, please. I'm boring Craig every week. Add something else yeah. to the fucking show, please. And, uh, you know, I, I rattled off. Me and my buddy uh, Gary, we rattled off a couple under another pseudonym podcast. Um, and we were doing good until we lost our recording space. And then, you know, the, the bottom fell out. And then pandemic hit. And you need a car to do a podcast, apparently. I don't know. That's not true. Because <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> listen clearly broke that mold um <laughs> tonight but no i was excited like i haven't talked wrestling with a bunch of guys in a while i'm super excited about it uh i actually told you the other day um that there's a couple of things that i want to talk about because um i'm a horrible person i was looking at the pwi list and blah, blah, blah. so <laughs> i'm sure we'll dabble in that in a second but, yeah, we're we're good. We're good. We will talk about PWI definitely. Uh, but for a little while, I do want to talk about the show, and then the last half, we will rattle off a few, you know, things you wanted to talk about. We'll, we'll oh, yeah, give you no, we'll give you the reins since it's your fir- first week back. Well, I was going to just say honestly, uh, thank you for accepting me back into the fold. Um, it's exciting to be here. It's exciting for you guys to to be around me. I'm sure. <laughs> oh, dying. <laughs> I mean, it's a lot. Of, it, it's the it, there's a lot of beard on this show, but this is the most beard. It takes up like ninety percent of the screen. Like I could just like I could just do a whole beard shot, and that's the whole. It's fine. Um, <laughs> we'll figure it out. You and I will I'm run a Muppet. couple test runs to get the computer working by next week, so we know what the fuck the deal is. No, trust me. We, we do really kind of have like the the like seasons of beard going on here yeah <laughs> as you kind of look around it's just like yeah, but here, ran up the scale really on, on my screen it starts with me goes craig then chris then mark so it is literally a before and after transition from the left to the right it's it's, it's like it's like i still got some hope left and then you finally get to me and you're like i've given up on everything <laughs> stop it uh, but yeah, so here Are there really birds nesting in there. 
<laughs> really, the show starts with you and Dean because, um, and I really wish Dean was here to talk about this part because I know. Uh, God rest his soul. God rest his soul, Dean. Uh, <laughs> Dean Dixon, thirty-eight years old. Um, no, but am I older than Dean? I I is wait, Chris, you clarified this this last time when. Harry was doing his normal boring shtick. Dean's like it? Dean's like forty-seven, right? He's I don't think he's forty-seven, but ninety-two. How old, Chris? He's forty-four. Is he forty-four? <laughs> is is that what we're focusing on now? Twenty-eight. Twenty-eight. He's twenty-eight because he's three months older than me. Forty-four. Okay. <laughs> I'm the youngest. Yes. Yes. How old are you, Dan? Dan. Dan. Dan? Yeah. Your original point, you were going somewhere with this before I, we got I'm coming back. On... I, I haven't lost it yet. Okay, I haven't even we're, we're, I'm, looking at the, I'm looking at the highway, and we're like way off. Oh, we need to get I'm back good. On the, I promise I'm road. good. I, prom- I promise I'm good. I'm 37. Someone found the fountain of youth. Let them bathe in it. Yeah. But so we were doing this other show, the Tony Lane show, which I'm no longer. It's no longer, as Dean said, it was my uh, Moby Dick for a while. It's no longer my Moby Dick. I don't give a shit about those guys. Um, but it was not going well. Uh, and first time long time yeah yeah first time long there is a good bit out there of me doing um bill alfonso uh being the target manager asking for to clean this bill up to clean in aisle 12 that had everybody rolling like there's nobody was talking for five minutes and i felt like steve morrison for a second i was like i got uh, i got everybody laughing <laughs> yeah daddy aisle 12 clean up <laughs> Your your Bill Alfonso is really on point. I gotta be honest. <laughs> I just need the whistle, and I need the coke, and I'm good to go. But uh, so, <laughs> somehow. But Dean texts me one day. He goes, "We're gonna start an independent wrestling podcast." And I'm gonna be honest. I practically begged him. I was like, "Please take me with you, so I don't have to work with this asshole anymore." <laughs> Please, I beg you. And he did. And he did. We did a show for a while with me and where I am and you guys in Jersey. And we won't talk about what happened at the end, but we had a work relationship with ECWA for a while. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Wait. That was hot. The way you said, yeah. That, I just remember when that all went down, and I'm not going to get into the details of it, but when that broke apart. So this is uh. the bridge version because Dean's not here to fill in the holes. Uh, when that broke apart, I had 103 fever that day. Wow. Oh. So the day my fever is kicking my ass, I'm getting texts from Dean explaining to me what's going on. And the, there's a picture out there of me going like that because I was called Butterball in the ring by the promoter. So uh. my reply, oh, that's a whatever. He was talking about me. That I win. Uh, but there's just a picture of me with 103 fever sweating on my couch going, just a selfie. Blow my cheeks out as hard as I can. But cut to MMA. For those who don't know, we've been around since 2012, and at the beginning, we would go four or five hours, and the oh first half of the show would be pro wrestling, and the second half of the show would be MMA. And Mark, well, Chris, uh, this is where I start to get fuzzy because it was you got the two of you. I would bow out for MMA because, like, I'm not sitting here for another hour and a half listening to shit I don't do. You two were there for a long time at first, but Chris, that's when you came in because you were the name of the whole the whole namesake of the show is when you came in from the old message board. 
I had a old message board that uh, we were on. It was called Hell in a Cell. Um, it was primarily wrestling, but we did talk about things like MMA and things like that. And that's how Dean and I were acquainted. And, you know, Dean, I, I started listening to the podcast when you guys started it. Um, Man. Because, you know, Dean, Dean would advertise it. So I started listening to it. And then um, I think it was just a random uh, message back and forth or a tweet or something. And I just said, and because Dean were talking about a, about a fight or something like that. And... Um, he said, hey, do you want to come on to the, to the podcast and do, you know, just do a few minutes and talk about the, the fights coming up or the fights. When, I can't remember if it's fights that were happening or fights went down. But this is back in the Randy Couture, Chuck Liddell days uh, of, of 2012, right? <laughs> you know, <laughs> but, uh, uh, but uh, yeah, and I think the, it was either the first or the second time I was on, um, I was literally on vacation with my, with my family in the woods. <laughs> so I had no cell signal. So I actually had to drive like three miles to a guy. I remember that. I remember you were in the call car. In, <laughs> call in from the car the, the, to call in. So, Oh, man. Such, such commitment. Oh, in the early days. <laughs> and then I never left for some reason. I don't know why. But, yeah. yeah, yeah. it was just the, hey, you want to come back next week? And then, Mark, you, you moved on. And I, yeah, I felt, I always felt bad about how, how I left. Oh. Um, because I got, um, I'm, I'm a big dum-dum. I, uh, I, I always thought terrestrial radio would work out. <laughs> no, silly me. Podcasts were clearly the answer. And if I just stuck this out, it would have been awesome. Um, but, you know, I always have great fond memories of, of, of stuff. Um, uh, Dan Severin, that was a weird night. Um, oh, is, that yes, the, wait, is that the one where you guys asked him a line of question and he actually got mad? That was well, the second uh, time. Oh. So <laughs> that was the second. Yeah, he was okay the first time. The second time is when he got pissed off. <laughs> well, it, it, so we had done. Dean had done this this episode about uh, with an author, and I didn't do much research. And I think Dean uh, Dean was like upset with my commitment to the the product. So I said. Well, you know what, Dean? I'm going to show you. So I did all this research on Dan Severin. I had like a thousand questions about like his background, like his like third. I got new stuff about Dan Severin's third fight. Dan Severin doesn't even remember his third fight. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I like had like like in and out stats. I was like, well, you know, you punched the guy seven times in the face. Uh, tell me about the sixth punch. What did you feel? <laughs> and it was like, like I was real into it. So I just you know proved Dean that I was into it, but. Honestly, when I think back, my favorite moment, um, I'm just going to go there real quick. Good. Could do um, it, man. It's freestyle. I've never had more fun than when we interviewed Ophidian Cobra. Oh, my, oh my God. It's, it's, I, like, I still to this day tell people about talking to Ophidian Cobra. Um, I know Joe Gacy now in a weird backwards way, and I didn't realize that was him. Yeah, in this match, yeah, and I've I, I've been dying to tell him. So one time I interviewed Ophidian Cobra and talked about him destroying the whole timeline of society. <laughs> Is George Washington still the president? I don't know. <laughs> I I've had the pleasure of becoming uh, pretty good friends with Ophidian Cobra and his wife Kate Nix, and Kate is an amazing. Who, by the way, can I say, makes the most gorgeous gear that I've ever seen in my life. 
closet cha- wrestlers. Any wrestlers can I, can I watching promo right, that? Yeah, any wrestlers watching right now, uh, closet champion. If you need new gear, closet champion is your way to go. I promise go, you. Just, it's on Instagram. Yeah. You go see her do the whole process. It'll blow your mind. Kate has this. I feel bad because there's no there's no planet alignment that we should have (laughs) any connection whatsoever. But what folks don't know is that there is a connection in more ways than one and become pretty good friends on here. When all the S was going down with speaking out, there was a whole inner circle of people that were talking to each other and kept each other kind of because it affected, you know, me personally at one point, which we will never talk about on here. We talked about with Lolo. That was the only mention of it, unless Lolo wants to talk about it ever again. Or the other guy that was involved when he has a free invitation, but he has not talked to me since he disappeared. It's the Italian thing. I understand. Um, Kate is better than 98% of the other streamers, in my personal opinion. I'm not just saying that because she's my friend out there and she should have more of a fan base. Please look up Kate Nix, NYX, Closet Champion on Instagram, Ophidian Cobra as well. Uh, I don't know what the deal is with all the Chikara thing because that was also affected greatly. Uh, What a bummer. Heartbreakingly by speaking out, but go support Kate Nix. Go support... um, Ophidian Cobra. Um, but yeah, but it, what you said being a dumb dumb. You, you got to make, we all make decisions that we think are going to be, it, shit happens. It doesn't matter. And, and I'm not going to lie to you. I wanted to come back like like three or four times. And I always felt like, 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 meh. Why, why would, like, why would they take me back? I've already, I've already burnt that bridge. Nah. I'm a big idiot. Nah. Nah, no, 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 no. If anything, if if anything is proven, Twitter this week, if Robert and I can build the bridge again, there's no, there's no such thing as a burnt bridge, except for that little place in Delaware. That bridge has been torched, uh, has been pounded into dust and buried under the Delaware River, and it's never getting unburied by choice. By choice. Um, that, oh no, Chris, I'm not going any further. Uh, just that's all I'm saying. <laughs> like, like I was warming up. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so bear with us because uh, Mark and Go uh, Thompson and Chris's signal was jumping in and out, but we're we're going to head for it. So we cut to a couple years later, and unfortunately, uh, Go to oh, there he is. He's back. <laughs> so I knew he'd be back. I wasn't worried. Um. The only, the only regret that I have, sir, not the only regret. The only, it's a regret. It's not. I don't. I sleep fine at night. But after, yeah. So fuck you. No. After you had left your life. Yeah. But after you had left, and Chris is going to hate bringing this one up. But so one day, this is a milestone for me. You can take away my impact. Whatever you want. We used to have thousands upon thousands of listeners a week. So kiss my ass. It's more than some of you will ever see in your lifetime. We had a good thing. We have a good thing. 
but everybody and their grandmother does podcasting now, so it's real hard to grab that thing. Twitch has brought a bunch of people back to the audience, but at our peak, I saw a guy on Facebook named Tully Blanchard add me as a friend. Add me as a friend. Hold on, Chris. Wait. So I said, there's no way this is Tully Blanchard. So after a couple days, I message Dean and I say, Dean, I'm fairly certain this is Tully Blanchard. We, I, we should get him on. And D goes, well, ask him. <laughs> me? Okay. So I go to Mr. Blanchard, or who is perceived to be Tully Blanchard, and I always tell the story like this, but this is my favorite part of the story. And this is how, because I wasn't sure it was Tully Blanchard. Anybody create a, pro, a, a profile, and this is the end of 2012, I think. Anybody can create a profile, put the picture on it, and say, yeah, I'm Tully Blanchard. I'm Phil Collins, everybody. <laughs> so I messaged him, no. and this is how I knew it was him, though. I said, sir, is this Mr. Tully Blanchard? And his reply was, who did you want it to be? <laughs> Got it. So it is you. Got it. Understood. Uh, and there's two infamous, <laughs> infamous moments of that interview. Chris is going to kill me. The first one, my favorite part, is the man pumping gas in the middle of his interview. And I don't mean, in a, like, he didn't pump gas, go away, and then come back two minutes later. This motherfucker, this legend, Hall pulls famous. his car over, fills his tank, you know, puts the card in, puts the, the fuel thing, uh, fuel the fucking nozzle into the car, and then picks the phone back up, <laughs> talks to us, then goes, all right, hang on a second, puts the phone down, puts the thing. Gets back in the car and leaves and keeps talking. The guy had his own Bluetooth the entire time and was doing the interview. Um, I won't mention the second thing. We'll just leave that to have on Chris's. Uh... Been mentioned several million times in this show. Oh, you know what? I don't want to hear any bullshit. Every week you get me on English words that I can't you use. I can barely speak <laughs> English to begin with. Uh, Dan is a phrase. That should be a shirt. Just a picture of you going. And just back on the back. Dan. So once in a while, due diligence comes up, and that's all I'm going to say. Oh my God! Yes, and that was and that was your interview with Tully Blanchard was my introduction to the show, because we we have been friends for about three years at that point, Dan. And you told me you were interviewing Tully Blanchard, and just like you didn't believe that was really Tully Blanchard, I didn't believe that you were actually going to talk to Tully Blanchard. So I. I think I sent you some questions. I wanted you to ask him about going to uh, West Texas State with uh, with my favorite Sixers player, Maurice Cheeks, yeah. uh, because I I Ow. that was that yeah. got me grounded. And yeah, they both went to West Texas State at the yeah. same time. So Kelly was uh, the quarterback on the West West Texas State uh, football team, and Maurice Cheeks was a starting point guard for West Texas State basketball. Yeah, at the same time. That's insane. That's yeah. what I said. Um, and, that, and that's what he and he remembered that he was like, oh yeah, can you can you something about can you pinpoint another universe like weird universe coincidence? And I'm like, no, I can't. No, and and that's what really. Oh wait a minute, I said that's real. The West Texas because I thought for the longest time I thought West Texas State was just a, like a wrestling school because Tully, Tito Santana, Ted DiBiase, Barry Windham, Blackjack Mulligan. Everybody went to 
the Funks, everybody went to West Texas State. I just thought, okay, that's what you just, that's where wrestling, wrestling, that's not a real college. It's just where, where wrestlers go to learn wrestling. Yeah, it's um, like Sarasota, Florida. It's like where wrestlers are just living in a society. Or or parts or parts unknown, where everyone else is from. Yeah. So but when I but yeah, but then I heard um but then Mari's cheeks, you know, breaks in the sport, revolutionizes the, the point guard in the Hall of Fame now, my favorite sixer at the time, next after Dr. J. I said, wait a minute, he went to West Texas State. And then Tully Blanchard was on Phil Donahue. And no, I'm sorry, he was on um he was on Mike Douglas here in Philadelphia. And um, strike that, the Richard Bay Show here in Philadelphia. You sure? And they were, yes. <laughs> it was Tully, Baby Doll, and um, J.J. Dillon and somebody else because they were. that's when the NWA first expanded to the Northeast. So they were talking about uh, coming to or doing the NWA, debuting in uh, Philly. He said, yeah, well, um, uh, I'm coming to Philly the first time, but I have a connection. I went to West Texas State with, uh, with Mo Cheeks, and the crowd popped. I was like, holy shit, that's real. <laughs> yeah, that, that is a, a real college. Okay. So, uh, yeah. Wait, little I, did you, little did you forget, uh, Maurice. Oh, no. No. I know Mark had an anecdote. Oh, no, we're going to get back to that. We're going to get back to that in a second. Oh, God. You know, everybody says we're the greatest country in the world, but we have like third world internet. Our internet infrastructure is so terrible, and it drops people constantly. Yeah. And we're paying top price for it. Yeah, yeah. And anybody who's like, no, America's got the best internet. Yeah, look that up. No, it's not. It's amazing. Not even close. You were mute. You were real quiet there for a second, Chris. Losing everyone. We're losing this. this total 500th episode. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. What's this? What was your anecdote about Maurice Cheeks? <laughs> I was saying, little did you remember the the time he was television champion of the NWA. That's right. That was all. Wait, what? Oh, never mind. Yeah, no. I, for a second, I was like, Mark has a story <laughs> about this. Did no. I miss it? You're good now, Chris. That that was good. Just, just making jokes. Oh, it's trying to get, trying to get be... a game win. It's going to be weeks of yucks now. Weeks and weeks of yucks. <laughs> you, just, you know what, Dandy? You can kick me off the show right now. Get the fuck out. No, I'll leave. <laughs> you can crack him a ball. I'll fuck off. That's it? <laughs> That's it. I quit. quit. That's it. That was, my, that was my line. 500 mic drop. <laughs> well, that uh, was the other thing. I, I said at the beginning of the show, I'll say again, uh, 500 was going to be the transition to once a month or not at all. Um. But back to the thing, you messaged me and said, I mean, can I come back? Back? And I was like, I don't give a shit. Are you kidding? I'd love for you to come back. Craig, is it okay if he comes back? Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> Craig, you know what's great about Craig? Craig is the, quite frankly, the star power. Uh, but is Once again, a man that owns a tuxedo and wears it in his living room, like, I can't beat that. No. I'll, I'm not even close. No, no, no. No, and he and never mind. I had a line. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> one like of the casually like and and let me say this: to look so good casually wearing a tuxedo is 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 like a level above like the, the normal man. Like, Thank you could you, probably Mark. go to Seven Eleven, get a Slurpee in a tuxedo, and people would be like, "That dude knows what he's doing." Yeah, that no, that dude, that's a somebody. <laughs> that and 
Whatever he's doing, I want I'm just well, saying. Well, thank you for just saying that, Mark. I appreciate that. And this is one of eight suits that I own. I've worn a couple on this very uh, show. Um, and I'm not going full tuxedo. This is a clip-on. I actually have the, the, the bow tie that I actually tie on I use for special occasions. I'll pull whoa, that out whoa, for hey. a thousand. I'll pull that out for no, a thousandth episode. No, no one's judging the clip-on for 500, all right? <laughs> when we make a real accomplishment and get to a thousand, then yes. And I will untie it after it's over. Uh, but uh, thank I, you, I want, Dan. I, I want you to look like you, you've put some real time in and leave it dangle <laughs> in the after show. You know who you know who did his due diligence and and looks good this week is uh, Omega Squad. I'm sorry, Chris. Now he does. He, he my man. No, my man no clip like on. No clip on. <laughs> F you, Craig. He wore a real tie, you bitch. I did it. I did it myself. Now you didn't have to have my wife do it for me. Wow, it's like Tom Hanks and Big. It's like, that's why I was late. I tied yeah. it myself. I'm, Look, I'm I ain't got much to much, much to say about 2020 that I've accomplished at all this year. Yeah. So let's, <laughs> yes. let's, we'll take the small so victories. Yes. Yeah. Hey, I put a shirt on that I can still button around my fat neck. Hey, 2020! <laughs> I showered. Yay! Yay! But I guess the formal announcement is: is Chris will uh, is still not going to be back. He said, "Fuck you," and I asked, "Hey, you want to come?" He said, "Fuck you, I'm not coming back. Give me the <laughs> finger and everything." It's like Dan, go fuck. I yeah. no, 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 uh, not not going back to there. No. Well, let, well, we get to that part of the story, I guess, because we got Mark leaving, and uh, we we chug along for a long time, Dean and Chris and I, and it becomes quickly apparent <laughs> that I'm going to lose both of them <laughs> in about a month and a half time, and we're not going to. I will not. It wasn't that quick, was it? It was pretty fucked. Well. It was like it was a year. This, it was within the Was it a year? It's all bound together again. Because you know, because Dean left and he kind of disappeared, and then me and you did it for a while, and then you're like, okay, let's can I can I bring on my friend to to do it? I'm like, like yeah, sure, whatever, whatever. Well, that's then, a whole other. That, yeah, you you know what? You're, it's that's a whole other story there too. Because um, so. I, and I refuse to talk about it, not because I'm mad, but I refuse to tell that part of the story without Dean being here. But it was a rough oh. patch. It was a rough patch for the man. There was stuff going on in wrestling, in the personal life, and it just wasn't fun anymore. And he decided to go. And, of course, I was like, God, yeah. It, Dean and I are friends. Dean and I – Dean is the brother I never had. Uh, I had – Bad, terrible joke, though, but I'm going to leave that go. Um, he is. He just is. We, uh, I've helped. We've been connected for a long time since the, the shitty days at uh, Flom Fla the company that runs with Flom Flast. Good for you. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. Oh, yes. And. Um, yep, the old Flom Flast. Yep. Yes, the old Flom Flast. We would uh, spend hours outside of that building every day yelling at that other people person that we don't do the show with anymore but so you know dean decided to move on and chris you are right now that i you know sparsing it out i thought it was closer together but like i said all that shit merges chris and i chugged along great and i had a feeling since he wasn't watching a lot of wrestling that 
maybe we should get a third voice on here and change it up a bit because I and Craig was a, of course it was a good fit. The Craig and Craig and the Craig thing, the Craig and I think no, the Craig, that's a, that's another story for another yeah. time, folks. The Craig thing was like a year and a half in the making. Every time I felt someone was going to break, I was like, I'm going to bring you on the show soon. I swear to God, I'm going to bring you on the show soon. I, I you know. Mm-hmm. And after a year and a half, he finally was on the show. So, and, <laughs> and he's too stubborn to leave my ass. No, I was like, every time you ask me, I said, I'll be on any time you ask me, Dan. And it was really, it was no problem. And um, this was back when I was guest on, guesting on a lot of other podcasts because I had no idea what it, what it was or what it meant or what I had to do. Um, so he's like, oh, yeah, I press this on computer. Okay, yes. And we'll talk about wrestling for an hour or two. Yeah, okay. I can do that. Um, and every time I was on, I just had a blast. And because I'm so much older than every living person that's ever been on this podcast, uh, when something would come up, I'd say, well, I remember um, a time on this date or such and such a date. 29. Um, but when I, I remembered, uh, <laughs> but we, we talked about Black Saturday, or I remember when um, watching this particular thing on, on regular TV on, in the afternoon or uh, 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 Hogan's first match on the WWF, or something else that happened in the in the seventies, um, and that's where the uh, the historian came from. Just because us just talking about current wrestling, but then me remembering something that happened on this date, or that you know, um, I've seen three generations of The Rock at the Spectrum. I saw Peter Maivia, I saw Rocky Johnson, and I saw uh, Dwayne wrestle at the Spectrum. Um, that's how long I've been watching. Oh, I just watching. want to drill you for knowledge. <laughs> you can drill me, Mark, but it's a long line in front no, of you. No, trust me. I um, just want to frack you for just just spikes of just wrestling <laughs> and then just leave a horrible <laughs> dead wasteland of shell there. That would be perfect. I, I, want to cra- to I want to split you in two and just thrust upon your knowledge of wrestling. And, I oh, I just... I would pour your wrestling it. knowledge on me like a fountain of oh I just want it all over my face and my eyes and my mind I want it to be blown I thought you were going to do a Dom, the Dom Herrera joke he said, you know what I want to do with you I just want to lay on top of you naked not in a gay, <laughs> not in a gay way just like two Vikings like so secure in their manhood so you know what I want to do to you Dan I want to put you in a ball gown and just spin you just spin you around the room oh my just God. revel in your elegance that's what I want to do if you were in that tuxedo, I would pay like at least where um, they cut away for a second and then all of a sudden the store's on fire. Yeah, no one ever saw the Clark's cartoon. It's fine. I, I saw the one cartoon. person. It's okay. No, I they were, I they loved, were my favorite thing. I loved all six. I liked the one with the EBA chant. So were you guys Clark's talking cartoon. about the, uh, the court episode of Clark's? Yes. The Clerks cartoon, yeah, yes. With the lawsuit. We find we in favor of big American party. Big American party. Oh, my God. Paris driving. How could that be? be. Everybody uh, just I go dancing. So- my part is, is, Don, is, is Randall just going, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, why does they call it Silent Bob anyway? And it's covered in pins. One of the pins I have is Bear that Drives Car. <laughs> And everyone's like, what is that? Like, what anime is that? I'm like, you wouldn't understand. Like, I can't even, I can't begin to describe to you the universe in which this pin exists. Do you, 
you, I quote this all the time. Chris, did you ever watch Clerks the Cartoon when it was on the very rare time it was on? No, nah, I didn't all watch it. All six episodes. Do, it, yeah, and I think, did they all air or did like four no, of the six four, air or some four shit? Of them. Right. Four of them out of order. There is a bit, because they parody Starman, Temple of Doom, that's, uh, oh Bad God, News that's Bears so in one episode. It's so good. And it's brilliant. It's it's, But I always quote Charles Barkley walking up to Ghost Jedi, Obi-Wan, and Yoda going, high five! And they just turn oh, away from man. him. Oh, man. They just turn away from him, and he just, Charles Barkley goes, that's cold, Obi-Wan, and just walks off. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense that Charles Barkley's there. This show, okay, there's two well, shows I always say. Charles Barkley to do his own voice? Dude, he, he did a bunch of episodes. He's yeah, on like he four of them. All the episodes. He did like six lines. Yeah, that's true. But they, but they, they, they when they got Reggie Miller and Patrick Ewing and yeah, Charles legitimately, Barkley. I do. The only okay, so I rewatched it, and the only joke that really doesn't age well is the WNBA bit. No, it's it's still funny in my head. It's sure, but I wouldn't admit it's it's oh oh they just start crying. I'm like oh shit oh that's bad. <laughs> um, wait no wait the, the 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 announcer goes. We now bring you back to two girls, two guys, a girl, and a pizza place. <laughs> Isn't that what he says? No, 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 no. The, the WNBA joke is um, since all the NBA All Stars are uh, and the yeah, jury duty, they go. We they now bring, bring you the NBA, the WNBA uh, uh, taking the place of the NBA players, and they walk out on the court. And everybody boos, and they and just they go boo them, <laughs> right? Yeah, and they start crying. But then the announcer says. Uh, quickly, he goes, and we bring you back to two guys and girls in peace place. I believe I have to go back and watch it, that again. It might be that I, I just think that's the most obscure Chris, TV show reference. I'm going to like, send he you send you back right to a show when they start crying. I, I'm going to have to rewatch it again, which only takes about three hours because yeah, there's only six episodes. Um, I'm Chris. I'm going to find links to all the episodes and send them to you because whenever somebody, we always talk about you know the Family Guy or but. I always say there's two shows that predate The Family Guy that are fucking better. The Critic and Clerks the Cartoon. Oh, The Critic. Yes. Those two shows. I've seen The Critic. <laughs> those yeah. two shows did it 10 times better. And I love Family Guy. 10 times better than that show ever did it. And the last episode of The Clerks cartoon is one oh. of the best cartoon episodes ever. It's nothing spectacular, but the but manic- so many cartoon jokes. It's it's literally a parody and a tribute to every fucking cartoon that came before it, and it ends with the Looney Tunes bit. And I won't spoil it for you, but the kids in the hall reunite in that episode. Uh, the original Caitlin Bree one from of the us. One of Us. <laughs> Do you think he's cognizant of how bad he gets it? Oh, I hope not. Poor bastard. <laughs> <laughs> the argument I still bring up about Band-Aids is from the Clerks cartoon. This is 20 oh years ago, God. Chris. Oh, it's so funny. Do you have any Band-Aids? Uh, actually, they're called adhesive strips. We're not going to be uh, tied down by your corporate blah, 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 blah. Okay, so <laughs> do you have any adhesive strips? No, we're all out of it. Great. Now, how are we going to hold up the Ferris wheel or something like that? That's exactly it. <laughs> um, you, you said, you said uh, the critic. Um, there's an Orson Welles joke in the critic. Yeah, um, dude. Oh, Maurice Lamarche doing Rosebud. 
Yes, rosebud frozen peas full of country goodness and green penis. Oh, wait, that's terrible. I quit. <laughs> he just gets up. Some wait, for wait. the road. <laughs> Some for the road. Cracks. I, I say it all the time, and no one knows what I'm talking about. But then it fades and, out. It fades out to black, and he just here still eating. He goes, "Oh, what luck! A French fry, a French fry in my beard." Um, um. <laughs> so good. Wait, are we talking about HIAC or Clarkson cartoon? What's going on? Here? I, I'm sorry. This is what happens when you leave the room, Dan? I left the room for 20 seconds. And got into Clark's cartoon. I literally hit the sleep are. button. I turned it back on, and I hear you talking about Judge Reinhold in the NBA episode. Boop. Yeah, Judge Reinhold's boop, in it, too, boop, Chris. Boop, boop, yeah, he plays boop, the judge. Boop, 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 boop. Oh, man. All right, so cut to uh, – see, Dean's not here, so we leave a lot of holes open in the story. I but know. I know. There's a lot so of – So Chris, Chris leaves. He co- Chris will be back for all the um, the main episodes. SummerSlam, it kind of fell apart. I don't even remember if you came on for that because coronavirus made it such a cluster. Didn't SummerSlam fall apart? <laughs> well, SummerSlam kind of fell apart, too, so – but you know, now that things have calmed down. Well, now that we have the Thunderdome, everything's fine. Oh yeah, we're everybody's fine now. But Chris, everything's fixed. It's perfect. I do want Chris to come back for Survivor Series in a couple weeks. A couple weeks? I hope it's two weeks or something. I'm not prepared for that. More importantly than Survivor Series, I'm going to get super excited because my favorite thing in the world, War Games, will be happening again as well. We could have used you for the War Games episode, Mark. That was one episode that we were most uh, happy about, most looking forward do you, to. Do you know how long I've been preaching War Games and then they brought it back the next day? Like, just like yeah, it's about the same amount of time as I have. <laughs> and then, and then, then last week, what, what did I watch? Maybe not my favorite Halloween Havoc, but they did something with it. Someone brought yeah. back Spin the Wheel, Make the Deal. I don't care who, I don't care what Yahoo weirdo drives a tiny tank lady either having to spin the wheel. Shotzi Blackheart care. is amazing. No, she is. I, I love her. But once again, I understand that people only take her with a grain of salt and they can't. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, well, fuck. No, no, no. Trust me. I get it. But, like, I'm a big fan. She was perfect person to host it. I'm a big fan. But here I'm saying, why wasn't every match a Halloween Havoc match? And why did we have the weird, I, I don't, Okay, so I don't understand. Hold, hold on, we'll, we're gonna hold that. We're gonna we're gonna uh, hold that for part two. We're gonna talk about okay. all the Halloween Havoc stuff. We're gonna talk about Halloween Havoc. I promise. We were gonna save that oh, for part God. two. Right now, we're gonna get to it. Somebody write that down. Write this down. Halloween Havoc. Halloween. Halloween Havoc. Because the reason why I was cutting you off is because I had the exact same thought and the exact same thinking process, and I didn't want to rant for another five hours and leave Chris hanging around. What the fuck? Shut I'm up. Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> No, stop saying sorry. Jesus Christ. Shut up. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was really excited to talk about wrestling for a second. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. Yeah. I promise we're going to do it. I will not leave you <laughs> hanging one more week. Uh, but Chris left. He'll be back for Survivor Series. Uh, Roy Rumble. The big, the big four, as long as, you know, time allows, which apparently is a pandemic. I don't know if anybody knew that. If they bring back King of the Ring, you have to be back for five. I've come back for a lot of weird things. <laughs> No, I come back to the random stuff. If, if King of the Ring happens, you're in. Basically, uh, when if something big happens, and I and I'll just text Chris. I'll be like, "Hey, Chris, you wanna wanna come on this week?" He'll go, "Yeah." If they give away a house, 
for <laughs> in your house and they bring that back you have to be on yeah do you remember when they first gave away a house and in your house? Yeah, I remember yeah. that. I remember what a clusterfuck it looked like. No one, no one wanted a house. No, no one wanted a house. It was a set no somewhere. There was no house. There's but no house. Chris, Chris left. Craig and I have been chugging along again for a lot of time, a lot of years, about two years. Has it been two years at that point? I think it's been a full year without Chris. Mm-hmm. And it's been like two. It's been like two. Has it been that long? Fuck. Yeah, it's been like two, two and a half at this point. It's been a long. It's been quite a while. <laughs> Fuck you, Chris, for leaving my ass, bastard. No, I'm kidding. But I left you in classy, incapable hands. You did. Very you did. classy. Very classy. Very dressed up classy. Knows how to pull that tie. Um, so, like I said, it was just it was becoming that slog. I was finding myself falling in the same trap that Dean and Chris came in where it's like, I don't care. <laughs> anyway, I'm not watching this. It's not fun. I was going to keep the show going for the wrestling story because whether, I don't care if anybody's watching, but I enjoyed doing the wrestling historian so much with Craig. That was not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. By happenstance, I said, maybe I'm going to shut this down. And t- Mark was like, hey, uh, spot and i said fuck yes <laughs> and like i said i double checked with uh mr excitement over there mr tuxedo and we're with mr. The hour, every hour the one that classes classes this garbage <laughs> show up <laughs> mr lagans <laughs> and here we are so that's it this going from going forward as long as we can keep it together we're going to get all the computer stuff figured out by next week. <laughs> it will be, no, I'm serious. I will, I will, I will communicate with Mark and we will make sure that zoom works for his computer. Okay. We'll go, and uh, his signal works because that's annoying, but you know, mm-hmm. internet is fickle in his parts. Uh, not his fault. We are going to be three piece from here on out. I do. You know what I like though? Thankfully, when it cuts out, it comes right back. He comes right back, and he's here. Yeah. It takes a little bit of movement, a little bit of screen jostling. Hey, asshole. But uh, that's it, the three of us. It'll be Dan, myself, Craig Lagans, the triple threat, baby, and Mark Go Thompson. <laughs> um, I feel finally feels like it's paid off looking like Bam Bam Bigel all these years. That'd be a triple threat. <laughs> Jerry the Triad, baby. So if I'm the short, fat one, does that mean I'm Chris Candido? <laughs> and who, better than, who better than Canyon? Not that he was the short, not, 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 not that he was a fat guy. He was just the short guy. Oh, my God. And uh, oh. Omega Squad will be the Francine, the pretty one, every now and then. <laughs> he in is to, the pretty one. He is a pretty one. Coming, coming in to set us straight, slap us around. <laughs> you know what I mean? I got nothing else. Someone's got to keep you in line. Thank I'm, you. I'm like the, you know, I'm like the division manager just kind of comes in every once in a while. Yeah. Right. Slaps me. Hey, Dan, what are you doing? Fucking fucking shut up. Get back to what you're doing. Time for your quarterly re- review. Hi, Dan. Uh, you didn't fully. Put <laughs> the Comcast real quick. This goes into the joke I was about to tell, so I'll tell the whole story. I'll do the short version. So I'm on the phone with somebody who. Can, cannot get through their skull that they can't bring their home phone outside into the car with them and outside of the house. 
not a mobile phone, lady. It is a home phone. It is a cordless home phone. Well, they told me it would work outside the house. They did not. For an hour, the rigmarole, back and forth. I was very polite, handled my business. I explained to her how it would work four times over without a script. And at the end of this phone call, this woman goes, I'm not making this up. The second best ending to a phone call ever. The first one I'll tell you in a second. She goes, Dan, can you do me a favor? She said it real nice. She goes, can you die for me? <laughs> and I said, no, ma'am, I cannot. Have a nice day. <laughs> I got a coaching for that. They coached me and said, why didn't you just say goodbye? I said, why didn't I tell her to go fuck herself? I said that to my manager. But, well, to be, to be honest, you could also said, I'm working on it every day. <laughs> every day I get closer to the, the, the grip of death. Every single day I'm working on death. So thank you. Thank you for reminding me. The other best one was, uh, everybody knows my last name is Colachico. Colachico. And somebody called because Dan forgot to set his phone into rest going home mode and he immediately got a call. So this is two minutes before my shift. The call lasts an hour. I fix a problem that nobody else has been able to fix for about a half a year. And he's, he goes, give me your name, please. I want to tell your manager. And I spell his last name out. He goes, are you a guinea or a WAP or something? Oh, wow. And I said, and I said, I laughed. And I said, hey, yes, sir. And I just heard, okay, bye. Click. And he just left. I never heard from him again. Uh, wait a minute. I don't care if you're racist. Give me the good points. Tell them I'm awesome. <laughs> Absolutely. The Tell points. them how great this WAP is. Yeah, please. It means yeah, without that, paper. That Dago you got working over there, man, he's doing a real good job. <laughs> I was dying. I was dying. Uh, and by the way, geez. folks, it's not oh, racist. I was racist. telling the story about myself. He's allowed to say that word for this because it was a previous story. I'm not really. Uh, so before we talk about wrestling on part two, let's wrap up part one. Uh, I'll go down the line. Anything you want to say about the show or what's coming up now that you're back, Mr. Thompson? Uh, you know what, man? Like I said, I'm just real excited to be back. Real excited to be talking about wrestling. Um, you know what? It, it's a, it's real nice to be part of a something I started and I feel like I'm going to come back and I feel like it's, it's, it's about time to be part of it again, be part of the heritage, be part of the fun. And, um, God, I hope you guys are ready for my bad jokes. There's only <laughs> a lot of them. I mean, we've already had years of my bad jokes. What's adding more? Well, you are, you are the, the, the comedian. I am the himself, above the average above comedian, average the name above. that you and Dean <laughs> facilitated. So that's true. That's all you the above average comedian. Yeah. So anybody who takes not, that not, names, not, the, not top tier, not top tier, you're, you're not the out. bottom. <laughs> you're not, not opening the show, not opening the show, not finishing the show, not in the middle of the show, but sort of towards the end, just a little bit. Maybe people, semi people, are three, people are, people are three drinks in. You are way funnier than, than everyone thought, but not as funny as the guy that they came to say. <laughs> just Craig Lagan. <laughs> so now I'm below you now. Fuck, I am the middle. Damn it. The headliner's name? Shit. Shit. Dan Dan Calato? Dan Calato. Calaccio? Look him up on the internet. Calawapo? 
Yeah. And then all of a sudden, by the time they get home, your name's like Dave Stevenson, and they're <laughs> Googling it. They can't find him on YouTube. I swore it was Dan Stevenson. Dave Smith. This is Dave Smith guy. What? Yeah, Dave, that Dave Smith was hilarious. We should go see him next week. Oh, and then they never go to the city again because of coronavirus. Yeah, because of the coronavirus and, no one... and that stupid comedian that was a Guido or whatever. <laughs> Omega Squad, do you have any closing arguments, sir? Closing arguments, well, you know, I, I think that when I, I, I called in from, you know, almost a decade ago that uh, I, we would be here, you know, at 500 episodes and, and a lot of them, I was in a lot of them, uh, you know, it, it, it's really cool that something that has lasted this long and, you know, I, I do miss every week sometimes i mean not every week but um you know there's a uh, a lot of good times were had on here a lot of uh, uncomfortable times were had on here but uh, um you know it, it's part of my life I, I, that i i do look back fondly on and i i do kind of say like look hey this is something that uh the the four of us three of us six of us how many other it <laughs> was uh ultimately um did over over time and yeah like you said we we did have some views and like i said uh, sir you know when when we were in in philadelphia at the wrestling convention and someone asked for my autograph i'm just like what <laughs> that's right what? yeah that is weird you know it's it? just like it just it's just strange it's just strange that people actually knew who i was and you knew my voice and it's it, it just it's just fun i mean yeah we, we never we're never gonna be a big podcast, but we're never going to be uh, be all end all. But you know, I think there's people that that do enjoy it, and 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 certainly certainly over the time, and I you know, you know, life goes on and things change, and you know, certainly my interest in wrestling and MMA kind of faded a little bit. But um, I do enjoy coming back with you guys on on occasion, and I, I you know things like this and 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 the big big events, and I do kind of miss talking to you guys. So. Um, Glad of Mark's back. I think that's going to be a great dynamic for you guys. And, you know, you know, like I said, anytime you want to be back, invite me. Can you be back next week? I'll no, come I'm on. I'm kidding. Mr. Lagans. Sir. floor is yours. Uh, I thank you at the beginning of this. Uh, thank me again. Tell me how great. Uh, you are great, Dan. I'll and, for um, years. Uh, for for inviting me on, you know, when we became friends through the, uh, the Preston Steve show. And uh, I was always, I was already a fan of yours for all the work you do putting together, you know, our favorite radio show. Uh, but knowing that you have also had a wrestling show made you, made me even an, an even bigger fan of you. Uh, and that we had something else in common that we enjoyed. So, but every time you asked me to be a part of the show, I was always honored. I was always flattered. It was always a big deal to me, and even when you asked me to come on every week, and as many times as you said this is this is our show, I always considered it your show because you invited me to come on here and to uh, to talk about whatever you want to talk. Back when we did have wrestling to talk about every week, I mean, legit entertaining. You know, oh my God, did you see that? Oh man, I can't wait to talk about this uh, wrestling. Um, that's what made it it fun but even just getting to share my experiences and just getting to just talk about this you know and 
again, I said at the, at the top of the show, being able to talk about wrestling with any, but with, with adult men is a very rare thing. So when you find another one, it's like finding a, a unicorn riding a Bigfoot uh, sometimes. Uh, it's, it's, they're not <laughs> plentiful. So when you have, when you, you when you see one, you, you want to stick with it, you know, and uh, stick with the, the people that you, uh, you talk to, but you let me be a part of your, uh, your, your vision. Let me be a part of your show. And you introduced me to some great folks uh, when you and. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, price line. Chris um, and Dean uh, came up to uh, my place to watch uh, Royal Rumble in 2018. Uh, you were the first guest I ever had at my, I'd only been at this apartment where I am now, and I'd only been there a month, and you guys were my first guests. So uh, I farted the, on your couch, by the way. I farted on there plenty, but thank you for breaking it in. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but, but when you all came up, and Chris, that was the first time, the only time I met you in, in person. Uh, it was uh, an honor and a uh, thrill and just to spend that evening with you guys and making friends like Chris and uh, Dean and, and Justin and being a part of, of a wrestling show, being able to call a wrestling show like I did at Super Crazy and like I did at New Moon Rising. I'd never done that before. Um, it was an experience and I can say I've done it. I've, I can say I've called a wrestling match. That was a childhood dream come true. It didn't matter, you know, where it was or when it was or how many people were in the crowd. I got to call a wrestling match, an entire wrestling card, and I could not be more thrilled. So it's never about the scope, how many people are listening or how many people in the audience or all that kind of thing. It's the fact that I get to talk about it with people I genuinely enjoy talking about wrestling with and talking about the stuff that I love with the people that I love. There's nothing there's nothing better than that. So putting on a tuxedo is nothing, you know, bringing out uh, a bottle of champagne to toast you all is nothing. Having uh, a cat on my lap while I do all this is nothing uh, because uh, when it's something you love, it's, it's not work, you know, no. it's, it's not an effort. So thank you for it, uh, for making it fun and it never being an effort to do all this. Well, thank you. I thank try you. not to because if it's an effort, then I wouldn't want to do it. Exactly. So um, it's never, and it's something that's my Wednesday night. You're my Wednesday night thing, baby. Mm. So. And to all of you, I say, kiss my ass. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I want to thank everybody for their patience with me and of the, their time. Thank you. Uh, I know how I am. I don't do it on purpose. Sometimes I do it on purpose. Depends on the kind of day I'm having. But thank you guys for hanging on with this ride with us. I say us because you know, it's us, me, you, everybody. I get to change that uh, logo for the next episode but because uh, we're taking over. Um, <laughs> but I, I really want to thank you guys for hanging on there. It's been 2012, what is that, eight, uh, 18, eight years. It's been 18 years. 18 years. When we get to 18 years, I, I, I you know. That might be the last episode I do. Yeah, it's like, you know what? I'm going home, guys. <laughs> Fuck you. 
Randy Orton Jr. Jr. is the champion. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I can do that one. Bobby O. Jr. is the champion. But uh, thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Thank you for everybody who keeps coming back every week. Why? Thank you, but why? Um, but, yeah, thank you. I, all I can say is thank you. We're going to do something a little different because next week. Bubbly. He's got the bubbly. He's still got the bubbly. Um, Mr. Jericho and I had a back and forth on Twitter last night. I mean, it was me tweeting him. He didn't reply. Um, which, touche. I'm a nobody, so I get it. But um, I will. I listen, will one-up you. Hold on. No, no. Let me one-up me ahead. in a second. Let me get this one out. He tweeted, I'm not a political person, but, and then he started a conspiracy theory about how counting votes work because, and then I said, you're not a political person, and then tweeted him a list of the uh, 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 donations he's made to a certain administration. I said, not political. Right. Yeah. You get, I don't care that you did it. Mm-hmm. Like that way. I'm like, you sure, it's your money. A different list of Jericho. Yeah. Not from, not from that address is not. Not that his whole – I wouldn't put his whole address out there because I'm not an asshole. But my point was I'm like, but you are a political person. I don't care that you're in it. I'm just saying, yes, yeah. you are. So just say the tweet, bro. <laughs> what was your one-up? Oh, um, and fuck you I for the one-up. Magical, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, when I went off to Magical Radio Land, I did get to interview Chris Jericho after the first Undisputed book came out. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, and my co-host had no idea who – like he like, knew who he was. But he didn't know who he was, and um, this was back when he was still pretending that Moongoose McQueen, Mongoose, and, Mongoose, and, yeah, and Chris Jericho were two different, two different people. people. Yeah. So my co-host goes, he goes, well, you play this other character, Moongoose McQueen. He goes, what? Moongoose McQueen? He goes, I've never met the dude. He goes, but I hear he's pretty awesome. <laughs> and I was like, God damn it, Chris Jericho, you are a fucking masterpiece. You are. You are just really just comic gold. I just... It, Daddy is. I don't know if you guys know this, but Chris Jericho might be my favorite wrestler of all time. I'm going to say it. That's wrong. But, Nothing wrong with that. I mean, I wouldn't argue that point. You know what I mean? No. He's yeah, in my, I, he, yeah, he, he's in, I know you can make for bigger people, but... No, he's in my top he's ten. He's vastly underrated. Oh, no. I think he gets the appropriate amount of uh, of, of accolades. Yeah, of rate. I think he's he's obviously going to go into the Hall of Fame when he's done with his AEW crap, and I think he'll gladly accept it. I've always put him in my top ten of WWE superstars. I'm not saying professional wrestlers because that's a whole different category, but if I'm, right. I'm ranking the WWE superstars, he's in my top ten every time. Did you like? I can I can pinpoint two moments that I loved him. Mm-hmm. Um, it was his last match in ECW. Mm-hmm. And then the first time I feel like he really struck gold was when he first brought out the dot matrix printer paper Okay, and yeah. went through the thousand and three holds he had. Yes. When and they it, cut the commercial and he was and still he came there. Back. Yeah. Him. That was one of the greatest moments in TV wrestling history. I, I can't, I like, I feel like if no one's ever seen, if you've never seen that before, just look it up on YouTube. It's as obnoxious as you think it is. Especially and, since every move is an arm bar. Yeah, and the and the the variations he has on the K. Um, no, wait. <laughs> my favorite was hold number four hundred and forty-two. The fly, fly, fly. He literally. Yeah. 
holds wait it's like hold one arm bar hold two arm bag hold yeah. three the three-handed boss covered wait the boss covered family, three-handed family, family, family credenza hold four goes, arm bar and number five irish whip number seven italian whip okay <laughs> russian so number, number 78 russian leg sweep uh number 79 yugoslavian leg trip Oh, number 80 arm bar you know what the best part about that story is speaking of his his book uh mark mm-hmm. the best part of that was is he tells the story that uh when they cut to commercial all he did was just make fun of the local sports teams yeah. for like five, like two minutes there at the commercial and go, oh. you suck, they suck, you all suck, blah, 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 while he was listening to Penzer count him down off off screen. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you get three, two, one, cuts back to from commercial, the house lights go up, you can hear everybody booing loudly, and he goes, hold 992. <laughs> <laughs> but, by, but, the all, but the greatest thing about that is when the person he was feuding with, Prince Iakea, who he called Prince oh. Nakamaki, came in and threw his his computer paper everywhere and Jericho kept screaming, My holds! My holds! <laughs> give me my holds! These are my holds. Give me my holds back! He's trying he's trying to scrape together this dot matrix printer paper. God, it was so good. It was oh. so good. My yeah. other my other go to and I know I know people get tired of hearing it, but they're they're just fucking wrong is the Slamboree 98 Cruiserweight Battle Royal, mm-hmm. which stole arguably, arguably, barely arguably, we would all agree, damn near stole, they stole that show. And yes. Chris Jericho said in his own book, that was the loudest pop he's ever received. He's louder than him when he first debuted on Raw in August of 99, louder than when he won the championship, louder than when he's been in concert with Fozzie. The pop he got when Dean Malenko took off his mask was the loudest it's ever been. I still have it on the WWE Network pause to that very moment because it still gives me goosebumps. And uh, it's absolutely legend. Wait for it. Derry. Go ahead, Mark. Like you watch this now. Oh, my God. Dude. First of all, Slambury 98 is a good show. Yeah, very, uh, very underrated. Bret Hart is even good, is even good, even though it has that cluster effery with Hogan at the end. Uh, oh. DD, DDP and Raven have a Bowery death match, which is just a hardcore cage match. Um, and the main event was Scott Hall's betrayal to Kevin Nash after all those years. Wow. It's on that show. But that yeah. show begins with a 30-man? 30-man cruiserweight battle, battle royal. royal. And the b- kicker of that, which I think Craig was about to bring up, the kicker of that, Mark, is uh, cr- uh, Chris Jericho comes out before everybody, as before the entrance happen, Chris Jericho comes out and tells Penzer to shut up, and he announces everyone incorrectly on purpose. It's one of the funniest fucking things oh, I've ever seen. He says, "Silver King." If he gets another five wins, he's going to upgrade to Golden King. Uh, it's it's yeah. because more, it, it's and, fucking yeah. brilliant. And the winner is going to the winner of the Cruiserweight Battle Royal is going to get a, a championship shot right there at the Cruiserweight Champion Chris Jericho. Two months prior, you know, Dean Malenko legitimately lost his father, and uh, he had been off TV for a while. Right. Jericho, you know, co- completely insulted him, insulted his dad over and over and over again. So when the last two men were C. Clope and Juventud Guerrera, 
and Hubentut threw himself over the top rope, and it was Ciclope won the, the Battle Royal, and he would face Chris Jericho. Oh, and you know, what's he doing? He's, he's unmasking. And then and Tony Schiavone is called, that's not Ciclope! That's not Ciclope! That's Dean Malenko! And Bobby, and Bobby breaks in with it. That's Dean Malenko! Mark, Craig and I are not exaggerating. Mm-mm. Other than a Stone Cold Pop, I fucking dare you to find a pop louder that year. It, you know the change. I, I I always th- I always say this, and this is the the guy's honest truth. Dean Malenko, so uh, now there's a guy underrated. Oh my god, yes. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. horribly wasted in the WWE. Um, because they didn't know what to do with guys that were wrestlers. Like Lance Storm was another perfect example of a guy they just didn't know what to do with because he put on a, a, a an amazing match mm-hmm. and just oh oh darn. He wasn't super flashy on the mic. Oh my god, he was super flashy in the ring. Yeah, yeah. you can't you can't teach skills like that. No, and with with Malenko, and he's we're talking about wrestlers. He's always he's in my top five of greatest wrestlers of all time. And he really? also made he also yeah, and he also made the PWI. You mentioned PWI before we went on the air. He was the number one rated on PWI, um, uh, at least once when they the PWI five hundred. Uh, oh, Dean Malenko. Yeah, uh, Dean Malenko was a guy that, you're right, uh, WWE didn't know what to do with, and neither did Lance Storm, two supremely talented athletes. Uh, but Dean Malenko, to a man, everyone, they, they did a, li- a little, like, impartial in, in the vote with at the WWE locker room. The whole year, that the, the five years that Dean Malenko was there, he was voted the funniest guy in the locker room, bar none. Funnier than Rock, Austin. Malenko, I mean, Undertaker, everyone loved Dean Malenko. That doesn't translate on the air. And you really can't. The same thing with Lance Storm. I always thought that Jericho and Lance Storm should have reunited oh. as, the, as the thrill seekers in the WWE. That never happened. Um, Jericho went one way, and obviously Lance Storm on the, the WWE went another way. They never teamed up there. I thought that was a missed opportunity. Um, I thought when Jericho teamed with Christian, that should have been Lance Storm. But Christian has the, the mic skills that Lance Storm hasn't. And that's nothing against Lance Storm. He's, he's immaculate in the ring. But when back then, in, their, in the late 90s, when they're selling everything, but pers- everything had to do with personality, didn't matter how good you were in the ring. If you can talk, you got a main event spot, i.e. Road Dog, i.e. Billy Gunn. Oh, God. Um, two guys that couldn't hold Malenko or Lance Storm's jock. But guess who got main event TV time? Those guys. but so. And that's the thing that drove me insane, because I feel like WCW, um, even with just the, the silly Canadian gimmick, uh-huh. when they had Landstorm being the leader of the Canadian team, yeah, it, it, they, he, I still felt like Landstorm was like still someone who was like, like, he was a villain. You were an American. You didn't like Canadians. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, that was a thing in the 90s. Yeah. Remember when everyone in the 90s hated Canadians for no remember reason? When, yeah, remember when xenophobia was a thing? If you weren't American, <laughs> you can automatically be a heel. Yeah, you were just like, what country yeah. is he from? Yeah. Like, yeah. What, boo him. Yeah, yeah, Canada, that's great. Canada, Japan, Russia. Whatever, yeah. Yeah. But it, it was, but when he changed all the titles, the Canadian version of them, yes. I, it was amazing to me. The, the Saskatchewan like Hearts. Yeah. Saskatchewan Hardcore International title. Yes. The yeah, shit title. The shit title, yeah. Well, I was about to say, I I was a big fan of Team Canada in 2000. I, I thought it was good. 
I, I thought it was great in the mix in the midst of all the other bad crap that was going on. Lance Storm was killing and uh, forty five minutes a night. Th- thank God. Yeah. Uh, you know, he'd come out to the Canadian uh, Team Canada theme. He'd stand there in the ring. He'd look serious. The place booed him. Yeah. And he'd go, "Can I? Be, if I could be serious for a minute, and they boom for another minute." Yeah, that's he, re- felt, folks. Yeah. <laughs> and you can't teach that. No, yeah, Landstorm teach that. Landstorm is if you look at the word underrated as far as wrestling in the dictionary, you see Landstorm's picture, yeah. and it's also see uh, criminally underrated, Under and also yeah, you're a bunch of idiots. Internet. <laughs> Yeah, I I put Lance Storm is in the Brad Armstrong category of someone that could do absolutely everything in the ring. Looked, looked not, and not only everything in the ring looked good, great work work ethic, kept himself in shape, wasn't a head case. Well, the proof, the proof about Brad Armstrong was every time they needed a stupid gimmick or something, they could put somebody they could put under a mask. Brad Armstrong was the guy for like fifteen goddamn years. Yes. And uh, you, hey, uh, we got this terrible Spider-Man thing we're gonna do. Yeah, Arachnaman. <laughs> hey, we got a, we got a guy who should come out and throwing candy to the kids, and we want him to wear peppermint tights. Could you do that? Sure. I don't even remember that one. Yeah, that he, was, one he, he, he was the Candyman. Oh my Brad God. Armstrong. He came out in uh, red and white tights, and he's throwing candy canes to all the kids. Oh, um, Terry Gordy can't make his dates. We need a third person for the Freebirds. Can we put you in a mask and call you Fantasia? You got it. My favorite. My favorite Brad Armstrong gimmick, mm-hmm. Buzzkill. Oh yeah, oh Buzzkill, which was just—it oh, was road. It was just a hippie road dog. His brother, his real life brother. It was amazing. And it was instead of it was that was it. It's me. It's me. It's the B U double Z, and it only lasted three weeks. Yeah. And I was, it was so high on that gimmick. I loved it. I and wanted it more of it. And it was gone. Yeah. But they, and, they kept they kept Mike Awesome as the fat chick thriller for longer, fucking asshole. Yeah. But Brad Armstrong, just like Lance Storm, was a guy that everyone that his true personality was seen backstage and it was you never saw it on the camera and it didn't translate to the camera. Brad Armstrong was one of the guys that loved to cut up backstage. Ric Flair loved him. Um, it's so many great stories with him, but you put him on the mic. He gave a great promo, but he that didn't that personality that they liked in the back didn't always come across on camera. Same thing with Lance Storm, and with Storm they just ter- they turned into it. The fact that he was always here. if I could be serious for a minute, they just he he they wanted him to play that part up. You know what I love about this iteration of the show already but, is Craig is going to be the one that pulls the rain back in from the two of us, Mark. I'm going to get weird. Yeah, yeah. don't do it, Craig. Craig, If Craig is going to get angry, he'll let you know, but he'll let you know off air. No, Craig will let you know. No, but I just noticed that because we went off on three because he did it to me earlier, but he did it to me the only way I knew how. He put it out of front street like, dude, we're going down the highway, and you're like three steps off already. Can you come back? This one, he was just like, what about Lance Storm? I was like, ah, Craig's going to be a dad now. We're so fucked. (laughs) No, because... I mean, earlier today, I was talking about someone brought up Doink the Clown, and then all of a sudden, I went off on a born-again tangent, and they're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like you know what, man? Uh, yeah, maybe I watched a little more wrestling than you. you know, like, let's, it's fine. Don't like, worry you know, about like, it. What, I'm sorry. They're like, what, where was that? I go, ECW? Like, 
Now, I watched ECW. I got a No, you didn't. <laughs> you watched <laughs> it, but yeah. you didn't like watch You didn't watch it, it every single Saturday well, for six if, years, sir. If, if it weren't for Matt Bourne, we, we probably wouldn't have the Road Warriors. Um, this is a, a part of the wrestling historian. Matt Bourne and Arn Anderson were set to become the Georgia National Tag Team Champions. Matt Bourne gets arrested um, for um, abuse. Um, it wouldn't be the last time he got arrested for domestic abuse. So yeah. Great that guy, that team, doing. Yeah, so the, that tag team's out the window. Ole Anderson is strapped. Uh, I need two guys. I need a tag team, and I need it fast. He flies out to Minnesota, talks to Ed Sharkey, and, did, and Road Warrior Animal got arrested solo just, you know, who just passed. He had just wrestled on uh, in Georgia um, a, a month prior as the Road Warrior, and he said, yeah, can I, can I get him? And what about this guy? And he showed him a picture of, of uh, Michael Hegstrand. And he thought it was the same guy because they look so much alike. So wow. uh, cut to a week later, they come up on Georgia, ta- in, on, uh, Georgia TV. He hands them the national tag team belt. To the, okay, you guys are champions. All right. I'm going to say you won it in the tournament in Chicago. So enter the Road Warriors. <laughs> the rest is history. But had Matt Bourne kept his head on straight, it will have been Matt Bourne and Arn Anderson as the Georgia Tag Team champions, and the Road Warriors may never have been a, a team. So it it was because of Matt Bourne. Another funny Matt Bourne well, story. Um, he and um, if you don't mind, no, please. Uh, he and ha- when he and Hacksaw Duggan before he came to the in Georgia, uh, Matt Bourne, Hacksaw Duggan, and Ted DiBiase were the Rat Pack in the Mid South area. They were the, the big heel faction in the Mid South area. The thing about it, even though they were great heels, Matt Bourne and Hacksaw Duggan hated each other. <laughs> of um, course they with, did. And so uh, when, wrestling. Yeah. And so when uh, when Hacksaw turned um, turned face and turned on Ted DiBiase and Matt turned on the Rat Pack and they had to actually wrestle each other, they got a little stiff with each other. And they got into blows before the matches started in the locker room. And Ernie Ladd, who was the booker, tried to get in between oh, them. Oh, wow. But unfortunately, because Ernie was at an age where, and his knees were already bad, his, in trying to separate him, his knee went out on him. Oh. So he fell down. He was flat on his butt. And he yelled, Tony Atlas, separate these two and help me up. But I don't care which one you do first. <laughs> but he was flat on his, on his butt. He couldn't move. I, hear, had, I can hear him doing it, too. Tony Atlas. Tony Atlas. <laughs> Fight and help me up, and I don't care which one you do first. That's amazing. <laughs> oh my god! Like, I, I not to go off a tangent, but uh, we need to do an Ernie Lad podcast just so we can tell the story about the Briscoes and the chain in the car. Oh yes, uh, yeah. uh, Mark. I'll tell you that one off air real quick if you haven't heard that story. <laughs> I'm in for whatever's going on there. See, <laughs> this is what I love about this now, um, and this is falling into place beautifully, Mark. Ha- Mr. Thompson knows a lot of wrestling. He's forgotten more than I remember, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, like, I want – the first thing I want him to do when he has free time is rewatch Slambury 98. Yes. All right. At least that well, segment. Tomorrow night. At least that segment. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow night, I'll watch it. Um, I got caught up last night. I watched uh, – you know, you're going to judge me. Um, no, you're not. Uh, no, Heat, Wave, Heat Wave 95. Yeah. I wanted to watch – I never really watched it except on YouTube. All the chairs flying into the ring. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> but I felt like it was the perfect thing to watch while the election was going on. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> the metaphor. So, yeah, it was, you, it was just as magical as I thought it was going to be. Have you ever been to the ECW arena in its heyday? Yes. Okay, uh, tw- then you know. Good. It, no, it, well, not for ECW, but for, like, other events. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, no, I, I mean, like, have you ever been there when it was, before it was redone? No. Oh, my God. Uh, the, there was a joke going around, unfortunately, when the coronavirus uh, first came. I saw it, yes. Yeah, you saw that meme. If you've been to the ECW bathrooms, you can survive. Uh, coron- you're immune to coronavirus. Yeah. Not saying it's true. Of course, I'm kidding, but I'm just saying there's a possibility. Yeah, maybe. 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 Like, uh, and, and the place looks lovely, and I haven't been back since they've redone it, but if you polish a turd, it's still a turd. The uh, Craig has also been there. Craig, you've been to the ECW Arena. Many times. Well, I, I spent uh, about two years there doing uh, pro wrestling unplugged. And, uh, oh, CCW, that's right. PVW shows. I was almost the commissioner. Um, yeah, well, we're not going to talk about that. Well, we got to no. get Loudy and, and Chris on one week to talk about that. But that place was too hot in the summer and hotter in the winter, if it's possible. Yeah. The only place that the only area that was cold in that building was right by the door. Right. And it was a little pocket of air right by the door that you'd be like, oh, I have a breeze. And as soon as you walked away, you just get all the hot uh, Philly ass yeah, odor, odor that was in that so building. It was a it was like a middle school gym then. Yeah, but yeah. it was a bunch of fat adults sweating all over each other, yelling stupid Perfect. stuff. Also, my favorite thing about watching Heatwave 95, I don't think there was a female there except for uh, Francine and one female photographer who was probably like, "Where? what did I do wrong? <laughs> what, where did I go wrong in my life that this is what they sent me to take pictures of? <laughs> I'm sorry. She was apologizing to everyone she believed in. <laughs> I See, I'm not going to judge you because right now uh, I'll send you the original link on Twitter because I've been tweeting about every now and then and taking pictures and videos. Uh, at, so right at the – I think it's at the end of Arch, maybe end of Arch, end of March, early April, Arch or Maple. God damn it. April. That I went back to the April first – I went I went to the first event. I went back to the first event that I ever attended. And I don't know if we've ever talked about this personally, Mark. The first no. event I ever attended, six years old, was Halloween Havoc, which is going to transition to our next conversation, was Halloween Havoc 1989 at the Philadelphia Civic Center, where the main event was Flair and Sting versus Funk and Great Muda. In the mood, oh. in, in there, in the bad guys' corner, it was Gary Hart, and the good guys' corner was Ole Anderson, and the special ring, the special guest enforcer referee, was Bruno Goddamn San Martino. Wow, that was the main event. That was also the main event where they almost caught the Civic Center on fire because they had uh, decorations on the thunder. This was in a Thunderdome cage match. It was in a, basically a Hell in a Cell before it was Hell in a Cell. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they had Halloween decorations made of paper and mache and 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 all this crap. And of course, why, they, why yeah, billion million dollar company Turner. Uh, I will get to the chat. There's a few chats coming up. I'm going to mention in a second. So hang in there, chat room. I appreciate you coming in. Uh, so they decided to let the pyro alf as they lower the cage. Problem is, the whole sparks cut 
fucking decorations on fire, and Great Luda had to climb to the top of the cage and put it out with his mist. Well, he was the only one athletic enough yeah. to climb up And the only and one with apparently uh, fire extinguishing equipment built in. Uh, it's, under his, s- it's a gland underneath his tongue. I want to say hello to uh, Purple Flavor Trash, uh, regular here and a good friend. Thank you for coming. Love you. And Mudimus putting out the fire. Exactly. I want to say a big, big welcome. He's been in, but he's never signed in before, I don't think. But a big thank you to Fourth Line Voice, who's in the chat right now, saying hi. Uh, he and I have been buddies for a lot of years. Uh, there's been a lot of drama that he and I both dealt with on the back end of hockey and wrestling Twitter Ooh. and podcasting. Hockey hockey, hockey can get kind of bullshitty like wrestling. I, I uh, know. There's like, it, it, much like wrestling, there's four people that like it. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, but he and I are tape, tape traders. I haven't been able to send him everything I have, he has, so I haven't been able to train him yet. But he sends me all kinds of shoot interviews that I have not been able to find for years. Uh, he sent me what are those Canadian uh, potato chips? Um, I even said it like Poutines? No, no, no. Oh, the potato dressed. chips. All dressed. Yes, yes. Delicious. I even said potato like I was from Philly, South Jersey. Um, oh, that sounds filthy. If you like, signed up, love it, boys. I am in. The, I am a Jim Cornette guy. Oh boy, let's. We'll talk about that in a second. But my point is, she's all dressed. That's it. Cheesies. Never. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah. Don't do that. Um, the. I lost my train of thought. So oh, if you're into hockey fights, and I'm talking about not just NHL. Every league that you can think of and every league you've never heard of. Fourth right, where they voice. take the boot off and cut the other guy in the face. Not that, mate. Not murder. But old school hockey. Fourth line voice on YouTube. Uh, they are are they they are better they are like better Cheetos. Oh, the Cheesies. I've never yeah, I've never heard of that. God, Cheetos I haven't had in a long time. Okay. Whoa, 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 time out. Hang on. Before is he telling me that there's a all dressed Cheeto? No, 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 no. I think we're talking about okay. two different things here, and that's two oh, people no. in the chat. So the I was best have a, a seizure. If there's all dressed Cheetos, we're, I'm fucked. Yeah, I'm moving to Canada. I've been so pretty good. Yeah, I'm, well, this will be my last show. This will be my last show. And I'm moving to Canada. We're die eating all dressed Cheetos. Cheetos. No, no, it's just regular Cheetos. You know, I knew. By the way, the best. Uh, also, ill. <laughs> the best thing to do while you're on the show. Mark is to actually open up the chat window and and keep track. Find out how to do that? Yeah, because I can't. Because I'm reading them as they're coming out, but I can't really. Like I can't say the name each time. But there's two people uh, chatting with me in the window right now, so my bad. But my point is, um, I forgot my point. Oh, Halloween Havoc. You wanted to discuss Halloween Havoc, Mr. Thompson. Now is your chance. You have the floor. So Halloween Havoc is like my favorite thing in the world. Um, even though they did it horribly back in, you know, when they originally did it. Of course like they, they did. Actually, they actually let the wheel determine the match. Like they didn't rig the wheel. Like here's the one apparatus you ever had the chance to like rig. <laughs> and like you like, it wasn't like a lottery or like a ping pong ball. No, it was like a, a wheel that you could just wait and just be like, oh, look, it stopped on not coal miners glove match. <laughs> Like, it didn't stop on that. It, like, 
But here we go. We bring back Halloween Havoc, which a spin wheel make the deal is like the coolest thing ever. And like if you if you win on a good match, it, it makes it amazing. Now, um, for the first reiteration of this, I thought it was a good a good try, especially since it was just a weeknight, um, just NXT that you added some flair to. Um, you put some bad Halloween decorations out that you literally saw that they bought bad Halloween decorations in the back during the uh, Devil's Playground match because yeah. they're in the trash bin. Yeah. They're like, pile of skulls box. Oh, look, we didn't – those skulls weren't there. Um, but on that wheel, if you look in there, were all the bad matches uh, throughout WWE's history or WCW's, like Dungeon of Doom match. Oh, was on the wheel. Blindfold match, coal miner glove match. Um, there's a couple other ones that were that were fun. Bunkhouse brawl on there. It, it might as well have been like like I said, like anything that like you you saw like uh, the tractor trailer match. I think maybe where where the big wow. boss man fought someone. Oh, God. Or the black right? match. What was you it? Know- the blacktop bully match when he yeah, 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 you know what it. talking about. Yeah, we're on the back of a semi for twenty miles. Well, you know what my favorite part about that original spin the wheel, Mark, is and I I, I just what when they announced Halloween Havoc was coming back, I, I got the old VHS of Best of Halloween Havoc because I have it copied on DVD and I watched it. And my favorite part of that is when they spin the wheel and it lands sorta not really on coal miner's glove. Yeah. But he goes, it, it, you see, they have no, they're all confused. It's on coal miner's glove. It's Sting kind of goes, yeah, all right. Oh, shit. I don't know what the best part no about the, the best part about that was is, is they explained the match three times and still Sting punches him in the leg and goes to pin him. I'm like, why did we just climb a pole to grab a glove for if that was it? What the, WCW, what the, what the fuck? <laughs> they were so bad. Oh my god. Oh, but but seriously, um then we cut to the new thing that WWE loves to do. It's their their movie matches. Mm-hmm. And once again, I, I don't have a huge problem with these. I think it's it's a good way to circumnavigate coronavirus. I mean they're not home runs. No. But this, but here's the here's my problem. I don't what What's Dexter Loomis? What am I? I don't know what I'm watching. Craig, anyone... that's all you, buddy. I I have a huge problem. Well, you, well, the name. You know where the name comes from, of course. Well, that's Halloween. No, and the Dexter and Dexter and, the murderer, yeah, yeah. the yeah, murderer, okay. and then Loomis okay. is Halloween. Um, uh, that's where we differ, Mark. I have a huge problem with these Hollywood matches. It has nothing to do with professional wrestling. Just turn it into. Why don't you just call it a drama show then? Because you have editing, you have multiple camera angles, you have people running down the street, and you we go to a commercial, we come back, we pick up from where we left off. That has this has nothing to do with wrestling, and if that's what people, I mean, it it's the kind of thing. If people like that kind of thing, that's the kind of thing those people those people like. I'm not. Um, I think it's ridiculous. I think it's stupid. Um, again, it has absolutely nothing to do with professional wrestling. So I turned it off just like I did with the. Undertaker, AJ, Cassie, yeah. whatever the fuck, or and the uh, John Cena, Bray Wyatt, Firefly, Funhouse of Fear, okay. fuckery. Um, again, nothing to do with, with professional wrestling, and especially when you have two quality athletes like that, 
Uh, I would be just as entertained if they had a wrestling match. And if even if you put a stipulation, I really dig that Cameron Grimes kid, man. Yeah, again, I think, to, a real, to, I think he's got a real thing going for him. Yeah, and so does Loomis. Or I liked him when he was Sam Shaw in uh, in TNA because he's got a great look. He's That's got a great he body. Thank yeah, you. he was Sam, and doing the same gimmick though, Dan. Yeah, I mean, he he does a Can great. Can you explain to me his gimmick? Like, I don't like. Why were there zombies? I don't know. Oh, because it was Halloween yeah. Havoc. There is no... Yeah. Like, that has nothing to do with him? No. I just came in on a bad night that they just decided there were zombies. It wasn't a bad night. It was just that it was going to be Halloween-themed, so they were going to throw the zombies and the dead and the creepy things at you, and it just so happened I mean, to use that match for it. The, the worst zombie I saw was that Michael P.S. Hayes zombie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, he's been a zombie for years. That was, that was horrendous. They, they could have done a better makeup job on that. You know what I loved is he came out. I couldn't understand a word he said. No Everybody did. else was mic except Michael Hayes. And I was just like, what? I'm already having a problem with my ears. But I was like, what the fuck did he say? He's like, bad straight. That's all you heard. And you're like, okay. I want to say hi to Derek McDonald, a frequent guest on the show. He's watching on Facebook right now. Hey, uh, fourth line voice says 100%. Craig, well, you're both wrong. Shut up. I'm kidding. You're both wrong, but I'm not, you know. I don't mean that. Uh, Derek, we're going to get you back on the show soon. We have a new dynamic here, and I, I, I'm going to start. We're going to start getting guests again, but that's something we're going to discuss off air. But anyway, yes, Halloween Havoc. Um, listen, as much as I rag on the WWE for certain morality issues I have with coronavirus, I'm trying not to toot my own morality horn. That's for another show at another time. Uh, as a little WCW mark. I used this excuse to watch WWE for the first time in months. And I am absolutely, Derek says, hey, Craig. I'm absolutely ecstatic that Shotzi Blackheart was the catalyst of it all. I've had the pleasure of sharing a venue with her many times, seeing her on the independent circuit. Word? What? I said word. Oh yeah, I'm oh, sorry. It, it, it cut out right as you said word. I was like, wait, what did I do? No. Um, <laughs> it was an approving thing. Yeah. Thank you. It, Sh- Shotzi is over the minute she steps in the building, uh, uh, backstage and otherwise. And I really hope, because I'm a Shotzi Blackheart Mark. Blackheart Mark. Blah blah blah. That's easy for you to say. That, that no, it's not. Apparently not, Craig. Uh, I really hope this All carries right. over to the big show. No pun intended. When she, uh, when Shotzi gets called up to Raw or SmackDown or wherever, she has the look. She has the charisma. She could wrestle. Three important things to be on a wrestling show. All, all important things. Just bury her on SmackDown and send her back to NXT. Yeah, pretty much. Nailed it. Thanks, Finn Balor. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't disagree that she's from Hood Slam, the best queerest. Uh, I I why can't I read tonight? She's from Hood Slam, the best queerest uh, person of color promotion period indie or otherwise. Yes, Hood Slam is a. I still have to get into them and check them out. Um. Because it's it's Hood Slam and it's Butch versus Gore coming back. That's something I need to talk about at the end of the show. Hey, man, man. 
Um, yes, Shotzi's amazing. So we need more of her. But my point was, is I appreciated the little callback. Mm-hmm. Made, made me feel like a little kid again. Yeah, and that's what I was saying. I, 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 it's like War Games is coming up. War Games makes me happy. Yeah, well, in the world and in wrestling. <laughs> on, yeah, that's not true, but yes. No, right. I know. I was being sarcastic. The Democrats I know. I know what you're doing. I'm kidding. I'm just watching um, <laughs> people get confused uh, on purpose or otherwise of how mail-in voting works, and I'm just enjoying the shit show, quite quite frankly. Um, which reminds me uh, about... Uh, fourth line voice. I must, I must talk to him about the OHL. Um, much like wrestling and changing their ways during a pandemic, the OHL has decided that they are not going to allow any physicality or checking when they go back to play. You tell me how that works in hockey, because I'm fucking confused. So <laughs> I need to talk to him about that. Well, it's later. like it's like you're playing the hockey game on on a PS4. You can't go inside those circles. No, you're right. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Um, I guess that brings us to the last thing you wanted to talk about, which was the PWI 500. Oh, yeah. Um, which, ironically, PWI uh, is our home, VOC Nation, Brady Hicks, uh, contributor, oh, writer, we're... and there one of the uh, main guys at uh, PWI for the last 15, 20 years. So, the first, my first time in print. The first time I was ever published was Pro Wrestling Illustrated, 1983. Shut up. Craig. You know how old I was in 1983, Craig? Um, Zero. Just, I was born. born. So I've been contributing to Pro Wrestling Illustrated since the day you were born, Dan. Yeah. Isn't that great? Yeah. Craig. Yeah. Do you know how badass that is? <laughs> and when they had the year-end awards, they'd ask fans to send in the year-end awards, and they chose five of my year-end awards. Um, like what I voted um, the Jackie Gleason, I got a big mouth award. Went to Jim Cornette. Uh, Eddie Gilbert won That's the sure. uh, the Spud. Eddie, it was Eddie Gilbert and Buzz. Uh, Eddie Gilbert won the Spud Webb Award for the best wrestler under six feet tall, with uh, honorable mention Buzz Sawyer. Uh, the Give Me a Break Award went to uh, Gorilla Monsoon. Um, I think what else? I'm trying to figure what else. But yeah, so the wow. first time I was published, and they they got a lot. They put a lot of my stuff in because I was one of the correspondents. One of the one of the things I miss the most, Mark, about. By the um, way, Mark, this is news to me, and I've known the guy for like ten years now. <laughs> this is so, freaking awesome. Uh, Twelve what, years, and I've known of, him. In, so, Pro Wrestling Illustrated was, uh, you know, was was the only thing we had back then there was no internet there was no weekly you know newsletters or nothing like that it was before the dirt sheet so when pro wrestling <laughs> illustrated came out it was a big deal and one of the things i love and what i miss most about professional wrestling were the territories and they would ask fans yeah. to whenever there was any in wherever you are and it was back when wrestling was in all 50 states send in the results and when i would go down to the spectrum every month and send in the results and they would use mine, you know, fairly regularly whenever anyone come down. But then I look at the other, you know, matches in Puerto Rico, matches in St. Louis and the NWA and in, in um, Milwaukee, Wisconsin for the AWA. And I look and I look for my name and look for my results. And 
there, there it was. And yeah, it was always a thrill. Big, big, big thrill. I was more excited. And we go, but there's another callback with, uh, I was at Chris Jericho's book signing at the University of Penn uh, bookstore here in Philadelphia for his, for his uh, Around the World in Spandex for his first book. Mark, I was more excited to meet Bill Apter than I was of Chris Jericho. <laughs> I spent more time talking to Bill Apter than I did Chris Jericho. That's, it, that's your thing, man. No, tr I get it. That's how rad is that? It was incredible. I saw it and I said, "Excuse me, you Bill Apter?" I was like, "Yeah." So, oh my God, I've said I've more, and I just went on and on like I, I when Dusty Rose won his first NWA title in 1979, I clipped out the pages and put it on my wall and. I've written to you and you've used my stuff and I've been a correspondent, the arena correspondent. That was me. And he goes, really? He goes, yeah. And what's your name? I said, Craig Legans. You're not going to remember that, but trust me, I remember, I know who you are. And I was talking to him all the way up to him. I said, you're next in line. It's like, I just wait, wait a second. I said, no, Mr. Jericho's ready for that. I said, just a second. I'm talking to Bill after. Um, but then I, Fuck I Chris Jericho. I'm talking yes. to Bill after. God damn it. Uh, you but, pumped the brakes on Jericho for Bill. Uh, oh I yeah. Him. I just said I just need to live. Just give me a second, Chris. I'll be right with you. I mean, I would. Hey, I'm talking to a real star here. Bill After used to sing karaoke with my cousin. Uh, I wonder if he also found out he was giving out uh, KKK pamphlets to the Philly PD hmm. and why he won't talk to him anymore either. That's a true story. <laughs> By the way, Skinny, on site when I see you. Wow. Um, I didn't mean to cut you off, Dan. You were saying something about uh, PWI. Don't go back to me. I for oh. no, no. We, we were talking about PWI. I don't remember uh, PWI uh, five hundred. Yeah, sorry, uh, guys. I don't have a Bill After story. I, that's I okay. Do you, do you have a PWI five hundred story? Well, yeah, Mark wanted to talk about PWI five hundred. Yeah. Well, once again, like I was going to mention, like you, like you guys were talking about, like when I was a kid, like you know, the PWI was the coolest thing ever. Like mm -hmm. I learned about wrestlers I didn't know even existed. It was like you know. And that in between WCW, because I like I love WCW for giving me great Muda. Uh mm -hmm. great Muda gave me like the first moonsault I ever saw in my entire life. Mine too. Like like he I forget who he, I, I watched it on it might have been him versus Flair. The the moonsault he does in that match. I'm like, what just happened? What? Yeah. It blew my mind. But you know, the, the wrestling list came out this year and I love that they divided up uh, you know, your 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 men's and women's. Mm -hmm. Um and you were talking about the half face paint people. Um, Thunder Rosa is probably one of my favorite people to just for me to find out about this year. Mm -hmm. I really loved NWA wrestling that was on YouTube. Yeah, you, you can you can judge me for that all you want. No, no, it was it was such a it was so refreshing to see Mark uh, because I remember watching it even when I was tape trading VHS. Big clunky tapes would come to my house. And they would have the Mid-Atlantic television show with the flags on the from the ceiling and you know right yeah. next to the studio. And I I loved it. I when I saw the NWA did it, I was I was such a huge fan of that because that brought me back to my childhood. Because I didn't. Like, did, yeah, go ahead. No, no, I was gonna say it just looks like a product that like it feels like it feels like a when Saturday Night TN, on TNT WCW mm -hmm. wrestling, right? Yeah. What was that show? That horrible show called where they had the the Stargate open up. It was like the the Star Trek door. Yeah, was it? it was, it was WCW Saturday Night. Yeah, that, that's yeah. all it was. Of course, it was. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But um, 
Oh, oh yeah, in the in the mid nineties to, to the yeah yeah yeah. I was yeah. like, what fucking smoke oh, would come out? Yeah. Yeah. That was all at Dis- um, uh, Disney at uh, Disney World or the, the Paramount Studios, rather, I should say. On this on this on Disney at Disney World. Go ahead, Mark. <sighs> oh, I thought I thought you had more to say. No, I I will say this. I I'm gonna be perfectly honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was not. Uh, it was too white for me at first. <laughs> NWA when it first came back, mm-hmm. way too white. Mm-hmm. Um, Thunder Rosa finally got pushed out there. Uh, they still Love have her. a ways to go, mm-hmm. but they started. They they were starting to before it shut down. Um, they were starting to Casey feature was in there. Yeah, and they were starting to feature the women as well, uh, more than just you know a bunch of dudes, yeah. which is fine. I just don't. I'm not. I'm there for more than just dudes now. I've seen. I I know. Just not not completely. I want variety now. That's what I'm here for. And we still have many many steps to go. I know we how all we we all feel and we all are pretty on the same page about the general booking of AEW. But as far as mainstream, as far as yes, I understand. As far as mainstream variety. They're getting it right, the best and right this this uh, uh, thus far. I don't like the way uh, the pin went with Sonny Kiss against uh, uh, Kenny Omega. That was my least favorite thing in a long time. I I I I'm I'm confused. I feel okay. like once again I feel like any chance they start giving Sonny Kiss, they bury it. Well, and... I, okay. no, no, go please. I was just going to play uh, devil's advocate here uh, with Sonny, Cl- Sonny Kiss, who's uh, a phenomenal athlete. But uh, honestly, how far can you can you go with him? He's I don't he's know, but do look. it. Okay, but I mean, you you push him for for what purpose? And he's not going to be your world champion. Why he's not? Not going to be. Why would he? Why not? But I, I'm hearing. I'm 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 not hearing I'm, the why not though. I'm totally cool. Like there's just some people that don't have that pizzazz. No, I, I just I just see him as as an as a novelty act, just like with Orange Cassidy. Okay, well, give give Sonny Kiss the title as a novelty act for a month to see what happens. Give it to him for two weeks. Don't kill Sonny Kiss in thirty seconds with Kenny fucking Omega. Kenny Omega. Oh, I agree. It should not. It, he shouldn't be watching anyone, especially Come not on. that that you know mega douche. But um, <laughs> listen, there's not a whole lot. Well, and it's then you, then you go down that road and you're like, well, then, you know, and I don't love. He's a dinosaur. I can't. Luchasaurus. Uh, I I, I like. I like. He's a good wrestler, but yeah. then he's a dinosaur. I have a question from the I uh, a fielding question. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is novel about Sunny Kiss? Novel about Sunny Kiss? Yeah. Well, he that wants to booty. be. Yeah, that booty is novel. Yes. Why? Uh, well, he he wants to. Well, the fact that he wants in the booty, the the booty next to Rob Van Dam is probably the greatest ass in in wrestling history. It's uh, it's a fantastic ass. It is a fantastic ass. But bounce some, a quarter off that thing, and and you can give you five cents change. Yes, but if you um you you he ever wrestler wants to be referred to as she, but so? he, he's not. But you're not, then he's not in the women's division. You're not going to put her in the women's division. So what exactly is Sunny Kiss? Outside of a novelty act, a wrestling, and yeah, that he is. 
I, but just like how certain wrestlers are wrestlers and certain wrestlers are, are world champions. But I don't understand. I, I, but I'm, I'm genuinely confused what the novel part about it. So he doesn't dress like uh, uh, a man is uh, perceived to be. Uh, he wants to be called she, and that's her prerogative. Mm-hmm. Why, why can't Sonny be world champion based on that, though? Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to interlude real quick. Go ahead. Um, I don't think novelty act, but I do think that when certain people are just certain things, like in the style they're presented by the company, they're not going to get it over. Like yeah. the hurricane was never going to be the world champion. No, but, no I'm not. I, but, but this is what I'm saying. This is how the company is presenting Sunny Kiss. Mm-hmm. If Sunny Kiss came in and it was like, a, if Sunny Kiss was presented as seriously as Cody is presented, do you see what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. I'm getting the. I'm just reading chats now. Goldust was a novelty, and he also got pushed. Yeah, but never got a world title though. Yeah. So, and, and, okay. Don't, don't don't put the world title with thirty seconds. Yeah, I agree. I don't care if Sonny gets the title. Thirty fucking seconds. That no, was that, an, was, that was an abomination. Yes, I agree with you totally, and especially. Especially to someone like like Kenny Omega, if that also was also that match with uh, Cody, I think should have gone different. Yeah, I well, I do too, but I was told to back off about that. T- so I backed the off about title match. Yeah, I thought that should have gone different. My hey. point, my point is, if we're going back to uh, if we're going back to variety and mixing my logic about it, and you know we're disagreeing, and it's fine, guys. Mm-hmm. I just want to point that out. Yeah. No. Um, it's not- yeah, go fuck yourself. Both of you kiss my ass. You're dead. You're fired. You're rehired. Come back. Um, I'm gonna. You can cut my salary if you want to, though. Uh, <laughs> cutting half a zero is still zero, you bitch. Um, but my my point goes back to, I am grateful and I'm very happy that other people are getting the experience to see somebody else be put on the front front and center like that. I I'm I'm a I'm a privileged white guy from South Jersey. I'm not. I have no illusions of what I am or perceived to be. Mm-hmm. However, it is bothering me that thir- that thirty seconds is is starting. That thirty seconds, and as Mark reminded me, now I'm angry about that goddamn <laughs> match with Cody. How, uh, given yeah. what New Day started as Kofi shouldn't have ever become world champion, but there was growth. I think Sonny can get some momentum with the right booking. I agree, Derek. I, I don't think anything about him is novelty. I think everything about Sonny is you, excuse me, unique and different, and that is more of a main event act. If he doesn't get a title, you know, that's something we can talk about in, next, in another 20 years. Like, guys that were underrated, Men and women underrated in the 2000s, 2010s, and never got a world title. And look, funny kiss. Look, and here's the whole thing. Um, you look at, um, man, like, let's go all the way back and you start with Shawn Michaels. Okay, now I'm not saying Sonny Kiss is going to be Shawn Michaels, but how and A lot how of people stupid, aren't going to be Shawn Michaels. But how stupid was Shawn Michaels' start to his career? He was in, in, in a tag team that was a knockoff of another tag team. Yeah. Right? Like, I mean, get up and go with it, right? Mm-hmm. 
if we're going to break it down to the what it was, Vince McMahon couldn't get the Rock and Roll Express. He made his own. Am I right? Well, yeah. actually, the AWA made it, but I I see what you're saying. Yeah, you, yeah. You, yeah. Uh, Craig, I knew you were going to correct me on that one. Yeah, because they're they're actually a knockoff of a knockoff. They're a no, knockoff of the Rock and Roll Express. Him, but yeah, go ahead. yeah, the, the Rockers are a knockoff of the Rock and Roll Express, who are a knockoff of the Fabulous Ones. But um, <laughs> they, are a, they are a knockoff of a knockoff. But yeah, I, I and but I see what you're saying. Everyone's got to talk. Everyone's got to start somewhere. And where Shawn Michaels started and where his career ended was completely. Uh, absolutely different. There, there. It's a whole. However, I mean, I mean, Kevin Nash's gimmick was he was a truck. He had he had eight gimmicks. First of all, he before was he even a got truck. to, he was a truck. <laughs> he, was, he was he was a great he was a great and powerful Oz. He's he was a truck. He was just like the, he was a truck. He, he was Vinny Vegas. Yeah, he he was uh, you know a, a Guido. He was yeah. He was great and powerful Oz. <laughs> he was a he was a he was a blade master. And now here, here he is. When you look back on Kevin Nash's career, you're like, Hall of Famer. Um, no, I mean, he is in the Hall of Fame, but he's not a Hall of Fame wrestler. Kevin really? Nash. Yes, Kevin Nash. Oh, my God. Not Hall? No. Neither one yeah. of those. Neither one of those guys. Hall more than Nash because Hall at least proved he can wrestle. Uh, As his a magic- wrestler alone, Scott Hall is in the Scott Hall of Fame. Yeah, I'd have to disagree with you that he shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. He should absolutely be in the Hall. Of Fame. Scott Hall, yes, Kevin. Uh, That's why I, I said will, Scott Hall. Yeah, yes, I but yeah. I will never see Kevin Nash as a, as a Hall. For of the NWO contributions in the contract status, I think absolutely yes. change wrestling. If you if you put the NWO in the Hall of Fame, yes. You put Kevin Nash by himself, no. Kevin Nash has never done anything to distinguish himself as the best at being anything. What about that time he beat Bob Backlund in like five seconds? Eight seconds, but yay. And <laughs> how about the time that Kevin Nash, for his time, was the uh, lowest earning WWF heavyweight champion? That's of not all his time. fault. The country, the company was garbage. I agree, but still, I wouldn't pay a dime to see. Force Live always tunes in to see his argument. Lost to a finger. He lost yeah. to this. The, the uh, thing, the, I will. I will defend. Game. Hold on. I'll defend to my dying day that that was a brilliant booking. It was great booking. Uh, the finger make, poke. I yeah, know, Mark. Finger, I know, Mark. You're going to be shocked at that. A little, little sad, but uh, yes. dude, I agreed with you up until mm-hmm. last year. I watched that those months. Oh, and I saw what I didn't notice as a kid was they actually started it months before. Mm-hmm. That they they actually as much as we crap on WCW booking, they actually whether they had the ending planned or not, retrospectively you could actually see them sprinkling in the hints of a dissension and the hints of a reformation six months out. And what? Rewatching it blew my mind. Sorry, Craig. No, but that further, uh, you were saying how you, much of the crap on WCW. I will crap on that because when um, that's one long storyline of great booking that they reserved for the guys that didn't need it. You know, if oh, they had true. spent <laughs> if they had spent that much time on a Chris Jericho angle or a, a Raven angle or you know, or as much as they did on Goldberg on some of the guys that actually deserved it, then um then it would but yes, it was that was great booking but purple was, flavored trash in the chat just said, damn, my man said fuck Scott Hall. <laughs> yes. My, 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 the, the, to this day, to this day, um, nothing drives me more insane than 
Goldberg Raven for the United States title. Because? Because you had built this character. They took the ECW Raven and, like, built this awesome, like, little empire out of him with mm-hmm. the flock. Yeah. And he was this anti-hero. And, like, people were kind of into him. But he was still a great villain. And they turned – he took Goldberg around that ring and beat the living sense out of him. Like, mm-hmm. here's the one guy that, for the first time ever, Goldberg's going through tables. Like, he's not, he doesn't get to play by Goldberg's rules. He has to play by the way Raven wrestles. And then in two seconds, they're like, just kidding. Spear, jackhammer, it's all over. Yeah, it, it was just bad timing. And you undid – once again, and modern wrestling, I equate it to Goldberg beating the Fiend. You undid all of this mythology that you were trying oh, to build. Don't up. even, don't even. That's a no. Don't. We're not even talking about the fiend. That's another discussion for another time. Let's wrap up this and wrap for the week, gentlemen. Uh, what the final points you wanted to bring up? Oh, final points. Uh, can oh I guess PWA like five hundred? Go ahead. What's that? I don't know. Whatever you're going to say. Don't let me interrupt. Oh, you, I was going to say. Uh, don't let me talk uh, to you that final- way. But my my final point is uh, thanks for bringing me back on and let me rap about wrestling. This was I I, I can't believe how awesome this was and how much fun it was. We uh, I was a little uh, worried about um 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 Craig help me with words uh, chemistry part two. chemistry yeah no I wasn't worried about part two once we were in part one other part two be said now I was a little worried about chemistry but we've we're in it and it's only going to get better and I really. Let's get behind it and uh, let people know when we're on and when the videos are up and let's get rolling again and let's see how far we can take this um, to the gutter. <laughs> hey, and uh, in the next few weeks, I will not be just on my phone. I'll have my nice. Oh savvy. yeah. Uh, let me know when you want to test it. We'll test the connection and make sure it signs you in correctly. And we'll, uh, just to make sure it's working by next Wednesday. I don't know, I've got time. <laughs> you son of a bitch. I tweet out. I tweet out the joke about the high school when you invite people to high school. Nobody shows up. You're like, no, no, I'm really trying. I'm like, I was kidding anyway. <laughs> oh, to the Craig. base from the from the tip to the base. <laughs> oh God, let's get out of here. <laughs> people follow you, for Christ's sake. I go Thompson at at Armdrag PC, Instagram, Twitter, wherever. Uh, Mr. Uh, Craig Lagans, where can people follow you, sir? My my dapper class, bringing the class to the show, gentlemen. Uh, you can find me at Craig Lagans on Facebook, Instagram, and on Twitter at Craig Lagans, C-R-A-I-G-L-I-G-G-E-O-N-S. And, and go ahead. Happy 500th, guys. We did it. Do 500 more. Paychecks in the token. mail, everybody. Uh, make sure you don't send your questions to Craig. Uh, oh, damn. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Nail83. HIC Talk Radio is at HIC Talk Radio. And now that Mark is back, we're going to readopt that name, HIC Talk Radio. Um, VOCNation.com. Wow. <laughs> it's it's going to come to you. I know it. I know oh, it's going to yeah, come. It's going to come, all right. Um, <laughs> VOCNation.com all, all over your face it, on your smartphone podcast app. Type in VOC Nation Radio Network. Click subscribe if you want to just watch the finished product on YouTube. YouTube.com slash DanLaw83. 
Thank you, Purple Flavor Trash. Thank you, Derek McDonald. Uh, thank you, Matt. Thank you, uh, Fourth Line Voice. Uh, Fourth Line Voice just said, good work, boys. That was fun to listen to. Please come back again, everybody. Whether you agree or disagree, we can have a discourse as long as you want about anything. Thanks, Omega Squad. We will keep it. And, yes, also, uh, part one, if you missed it, celebrating our 500th episode, Mr. Omega Squad, Chris Green. So, for Craig McCons, Mark Go Thompson, and Dan Calchico, we'll see you next week. Have a good one. This is Lance Storm, and if I can be serious for a minute, you're listening to VOC Nation Worldwide. VOC Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks. Having started way back in 2010, VOC Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts and guests via phone calls, emails, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts also include former backstage interviewer from both AWA and WWE, Ken Resnick, former WCW performer The Maestro, former Impact performer Wes Crisco, Pro Wrestling Illustrated contributor Brady Hicks, and former Philadelphia radio personality Bruce Works. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling with History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Works, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, and In the Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. Both shows take callers live during the show, and recent guests have included... General Adnan, Tito Santana, Haku, Earl Hebner, Danger Sandy Davis, Jimmy Hart, Ricky Steamboat, Brodus Clay, and so many more. Archive-free content includes past interviews with huge names like Hulk Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Kurt Angle, Sting, Mick Foley, Joey Styles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter, at VOC Nation. Hola, this is your amiga, Shelly from Cali. To let you know, you can catch me here on VOC Nation for Shelly Live. You never know what the hell I'm going to be talking about. Sometimes I have guests. Sometimes I let you on in the cheese mess, spill a little tea. Sometimes I cry. You have to tune in to find out why. And I also take your calls. I love chatting with you guys and what the hell you guys are thinking so meet me here on the VOC Nation be there or be square Rock and Roll Union for the past two years has been the place for rock and roll new rock and roll debuting rock and roll and some of the old classics as well we have welcomed guests from around the world national artists and more we've excited many people by our live events we've welcomed everybody into the fold and we continue to do so on a weekly basis guys that is Rock and Roll Union, and that is what we do for you. Saturdays, 6 p.m. Eastern, VOCNation.com. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's 
WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week, talking dream matches, taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out, VOCNation.com, WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network.